Hello, beautiful people. It is, oh my God, so many people are about to see their dreams go up in Smoke Week, Monday, August 29th, 2022. Football is done for like two weeks in the professional level, but college football is alive and well. Scott Frost continues to lose games as the coach in Nebraska. I have no idea how that team was a 12-point, 13-point, 14-point favorite over Northwestern over in Ireland, but that game was awesome to watch. Had an upset, what, week zero? Yep. So, uh, aside from a little bit of college football that we can try to act like we're interested in because we are a part of the college football well, landscape, right? So, let's go ahead and dive into the stories a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's start watching some games. There's a lot of that about to take place, but there's no NFL football until next Thursday. Jesus. How many days, Connor? Ten days. Ten days until the next game. And you do recall, just a few years ago, this was not this long of a drought of NFL football. It used to be that the last preseason game was coming up on this Thursday. Then you got the weekend. Then you got the season. The next one after that. Now it's a big break because new CBA, new rules, how many preseason games. Then COVID also came in at the same time and said, oh, what? We're changing some things up. So now we have about two weeks to sit here and gather our thoughts. The teams have two weeks to sit there and gather their squad. And players have a little bit of time to sit down and wonder if they're going to make a living playing football or if they're going to be selling insurance. I can't wait to watch a lot of things happen in real life in the regular season because the preseason, although it is a little bit of a taste of NFL football, and you see magical moments, 10 of them to be exact, that I saw this past weekend. We will watch all of them in maybe hour two or hour three because we have footage rights this year. Shout out to NFL Film. But regular season is where it really happens. We have no idea if a team goes undefeated in the reg- or the preseason if they're going to win a game in the regular season because history has told us that it doesn't matter. Nope. There's teams that have gone completely defeated in the preseason then go undefeated uh-huh. in the regular season. There's been teams that go undefeated in preseason and stink and actually go completely defeated mm-hmm. in the regular season. Those are two real things that have happened in the NFL, so we can't take anything serious. But it has been great to see some players that we know play some football in the league that we all love i uh, also got to watch a couple you know little entertainment things this week yeah Ooh. yeah house of the dragon episode two was hell out yeah there last mm-hmm. night i watched that seems like there's some fuckery going on sure. in that yeah, you know a small council what's uh-huh. everybody seems like you're trying to tear everything apart yeah mm-hmm. bearded fucker how is that the guy that got casted as king though <laughs> looks like you walk right up to him smack him right in the mouth well i can't take him serious at all honestly he's getting played by everybody and this fucking guy go doesn't have a jawline no, okay? no, no it's tough for me to take you serious you don't got a jawline because one punch would actually hit your brain that uh, that king doesn't have one i assumed that that was a part of it i guess not so i do apologize for maybe not taking your grace as serious as I should sure. but I'm happy that I'm getting into this thing real slow start a lot of storylines and I think what you guys should have told me because you guys were Game of Thrones watchers mm-hmm. after that episode one hey everybody in here is going to be a part of fuckery oh know? yeah sure and that's what it feels like there's 45 stories about to take place yeah. all uh-huh. over the mm-hmm. place that's why if you miss any episode of Game of Thrones or a season of Game of Thrones you're probably fucked because so much has happened because there's so many fuckery mm-hmm. right exactly. yeah just Back a constant having. game of musical chairs mm-hmm. and really at any point someone who you thought like like, oh, he's he's got good intentions. He he loves your grace. 
at any point he could, you know, turn around and, and stab your grace in the back, you yeah. know, which is nice. So that's we, what it seems like. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, you yeah. never know. That's the at toxic table there. So who knows what we can take seriously? Normally a little negative at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. You were going back watching the regular Game of Thrones. I'm assuming you're enjoying the House of Dragons. This is fascinating to me. Why are they playing on Sundays? Is, do they do that during NFL season? Oh, yeah, they do. Is there only two more episodes? No, 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 no. probably eight more. Yeah. They're doing that against the NFL? Yeah, oh, yeah. Will. There are a lot of people out there, and you know, I won't call them any names, but there are a lot of people out there who might say, you know, I'd rather watch House of Dragon right now than the first half of, say, you know, any you know Sunday Night Football game. I guess Denver and Seattle would be the first example. Of yeah, well, I'll never be able to get along with those people, but <laughs> I do appreciate and see why those people are so interested in it mm-hmm. all. Uh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. There's really not much else. I, running with the Devil, John McAfee, I watch that. Oh, how was that? Huh? How was that? I almost watched How it a couple times. So not hey, he's, he's, like not, a liar. he's not my uncle, okay? He's not my uncle. I'm not related. Where's he at? I did get asked if I was related growing up a lot. Uh-huh. If I was related, you know? Would have been cool. And a lot of the times as I was wearing, you know, cleats that had just holes in sure. the bottom of them. And, uh, you know, heading back to Plum High School. Are you related to John McAfee? I would hope not. You know, I feel like John McAfee would have at least given us some of his cashola. Sure. Then after watching that, I don't know if he would have. I, honestly, I don't know if he would have. <laughs> I don't know if he would have. Okay. We might be related. I'm not sure. He's a menace, that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, while they were filming, this dude was arrested three, four times, fucking on the run, still on the go. Yeah, this guy's unbelievable. A fucking menace mm-hmm. of a human being, John McAfee. But I'll tell you, they really left a cliffhanger at the end. Really? Ooh. Oh, yeah, almost in like the credits situation. They, they left a cliffhanger from a lady basically saying, you know, I got a call one time from John. He asked me to go away. And she was recording live from a deserted beach, basically. And then she looked at the camera, and then they cut off. It was like, oh, John McAfee's still oh, alive. Yeah. Right next of course. John McAfee's still alive. But if John McAfee's still alive, after watching Running With The Devil, he's going to fucking make He's going to show his face again. He uh, will make sure that everybody knows that he's still alive. He if he is still alive. Every time to every person, he always goes, my name's John McAfee. Look me up. Yeah, he's in the <laughs> middle of being chased by federal. I mean, there's a lot of people chasing him, allegedly. Sweet. Basalt intake every once in a uh-huh. while will potentially make you a little paranoid. Yeah. Hell but yeah. then, you know, some legitimacy came from it. It felt like at the end there. But yeah, he, uh, while he's on the run from all these people, he would fully introduce himself. Hi, my name's John McAfee. Hi, my name's John McAfee. <laughs> hey, you have a wig that I could disguise myself? Oh, are you an actor, an entertainer? No, my name's John McAfee. And you can look me up. In one week, you're going to say, oh shit, this guy was in my wig store. And it's going to be because you uh, ate and embedded something. Somebody basically who's on the run while he's allegedly on the run, <laughs> telling people basically well, he's got to appreciate the honesty. Though. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, it was fantastic to watch. And then he looks at the camera one time while he's either, I mean, he was taking pulls out of like whiskey bottles, what? like long. Dog at like ten thirty a.m. and then taking a bottle. What? No, that's not a dog. That is a full blown alcoholic. alcoholic. Yeah. That right there. Yeah, that sure. what I just described is a full blown alcoholic. He was doing that, and he was always like seemed to be fucked up. But there was one time he looked at the camera and broke down what was happening, and he was like, uh, "The facade, the fairy tale stories about me that nobody believes is real, and you've documented the entire thing. You're welcome, basically." Like, uh, am I not gold? Are we not gold right now? <laughs> He's on the Wolf of Wall Street's yacht at one point, sailing through the sea on the run from, uh, from somebody with 17, 20 guns in there, Beast. fully loaded, while just living a life with millions of dollars underneath the bed. Like, just millions, of, while this guy's capturing, who might be the most electrifying guy of all time, oh. the camera person. He's really? in, he's in uh, overalls doing yeah. his interview. <laughs> 
Long hair, overalls. <laughs> I'm a redneck, he says. At one point, it is. They find that trap door under the bed, and oh, they're, yeah. like, freaking out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they think somebody's in the bed with them. I mean, there is a lot of paranoia in this thing. It is. Uh, it was worth a watch. Okay. But, yeah, he's alive. Did they adjust mm-hmm. the hammocks? There was no pooping through the hammocks on his face. There was none okay. of his sexual sure? exploits. Were, that one house, they yeah. showed the three hammocks. Yeah, they showed him moving in in the Belize. They did not chat about the poop through the hammock while he's laying underneath it, which was another documentary about this guy. Right. Okay. Um, He also killed his dad, I guess. That's something. So if you have his antivirus on your on his on your computer, he could just hack into your computer. Yeah, he he knows everything about everybody. Actually, that's kind of what has happened. That is why he's on the run from her. Worth a watch. I think running with the devil worth a watch. He gets locked up in two, three different continents <laughs> yeah. in the documentary. That's sweet. Pretty sweet. So something to think about. Isn't he like taking down governments too in different yeah, countries? So, so he has all the information that's allegedly on anybody's computer ever. Yeah. So anything that had MacV antivirus on it, he was able to somehow hack in and read everything. Sweet. So he, uh, that's kind of the whole angle. What's the angle? What's the, right. angle? Sure. the angle is because he knows everything about everybody. Gotcha. So mm. they want to kill him because he knows everything about everybody and they know that he knows everything about everybody. Now, he was still able to go to banks and just withdraw a million dollars. So you would think if everybody wanted to kill him, sure. it was in pretty high up spots, he would freeze his accounts. Sure. Okay. So they didn't really explain how that is in a, a thing. But yeah, he, he knows everything about everybody. So that's why they want to kill him. That makes sense. Does he know Area 51? Can he tell us some stuff or no? We yeah, went to NASA, remember? Well, government yeah, computers, I don't think, are using Mac and no, antivirus. Well, um, they might have back in the day. They're going back to the moon for the first time since 79 or whatever. Huh. Interesting. How come? Oh, sorry. Artemis, the big rust bucket, actually cannot make it up say, there. we found some engine failure. First time God since, damn it. Since then or first time? Oh, it's first time since. So, yeah, they just want to go see if it's possible to live up there in one of the things and then hopefully get to Mars. Cool. It's like, oh, okay. Oh. How come... Oh, fueling station on the moon. Meeting of the minds, it sounds like. No, it sounds like... Uh, I'm not saying it. What? Don't you dare say it. I no, know it you're... Don't like, you dare it say it. Like? Huh? They don't make them like they used to. That's why we haven't gone up there since what, then, okay? Uh, what, no, not movies. I'm saying guys like John Glenn and Buzz Aldrin and all the greats, okay? We Good don't actors. have anyone who can read what? the telemetry of these complex systems like they could back in the yeah, day. Yeah, right. We got that new telescope, man. We're fucking yeah. seeing the... AIs. Yeah, we're seeing things. In other, we're seeing other Milky Ways, dude, right well, now. Well, you know, hey, we've already been there. Why do we need to go again? Well, it seems like we need to go back because there is a UFO sighting every Every other fucking day these yeah. days. What does that mean? Are we going to go chat? And also, have we checked inside the moon? Are people living inside? Are things living inside no, the moon? No, it's just cheese in there. Oh, yeah. With oh. ribs. Wisconsin. <laughs> go ahead and slap. There was another massive UFO in that area in Mexico. That guy called in and talked about that one time. I saw a video. Could have been a drone. Somebody could have said that was a drone. But also could have been a UFO. Huge. There was two in, uh, there was one in Buffalo, one in Iowa just mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, I believe. Yeah, someone week. said that was Starlink. Of and course. Then, and then there was another Starlink released on Saturday as well. Of course. I mean, of course it is. There's always something. But there seems to be a lot more suspicion around uh-huh. our uh, Congress government area mm-hmm. about space than ever before. What if they're all running on water, huh? Maybe. That'd be sweet. I hope not. Cause That's why they go course. into the ocean. Well, hey, yeah. Into lakes. Look, uh, Hydro-powered. You do yourself a uh, Google search on the last two guys who invented or invented the technology and made it possible for cars to run on water. Why don't you see what happened to those couple guys? Yeah, don't. Yeah, well. Don't do that. Get uh, news, news alert. Uh, spoiler alert. They're not breathing anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's that turn digs. One half of the hammer died, died. cowboys. And what he did say was true. The way he delivered it is 
not with any cooth at no, all, obviously, no. and we do not appreciate if that. Means truth. It was delivered that way. Okay, yeah, it was. And well, cooth means like respectful, you know, and everything like that. In the ways they die. Those were big old brains on mm-hmm. those folks. Um, yeah, there was. Uh, this weekend, Puchella happened. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And that's why the water thing just came up in conversation because, you know, we all know they're out, uh, dropping in the ocean. Sure. Right. Yeah, of course. Anybody that's paying attention to anything knows they're dropping in the ocean. And without a splash, some with a splash, they're having bases in the ocean. Uh, so I guess they don't have to do, they don't have to have oxygen, right? Where they're, wherever they live. No. That's why they're able uh-huh. to uh, do their thing. But then a guy at Puchella from Alabama named Scott Morris. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's his fucking name. His name is Scott Morris. He's sweating like there's no tomorrow. From Alabama. Yeah, Yeah. from Alabama. Did not expect him to be as hot as he was, but shit. He said, 1979, brother. I fucking seen it. Mm -hmm. And he said, nobody believed me. They went into my... uh, I have a a lake, he said, in Alabama. I forget what part of Alabama. There's a lake. His whole family was there. This thing dropped in the lake, lit it all up, sucked out a bunch of water out of it. Killed all the catfish in the fucking lake. Yeah. Lit up the lake as if it was like an LED light underneath sure. it. Then went up in the sky. Obviously lit up the sky. Uh, his aunt started snapping old school photos of it. 35 millimeter. 35 millimeter. You, saw, you talked to Scott oh, Morris yeah. as well. Yep. He was telling his story, I think. Yep. And uh, he's got a photo of it. Did you see the photo? I did. What did you think of that? Uh, the, the thing? I mean, he said, what does that fucking look like to you? That's what he said to me. Yeah, too. It, look like. it looked like an alien. Well, that's... Yeah, but I didn't really know. I, I said that as well. I did not see the alien, uh, but I guess there was a picture of an alien. Oh, no. The thing he had in the sky, I mean, it's terrible quality. It thing. is. It's, you know, it's a fucking well, 35 millimeter. Sounds like it's a crock of shit. Well, that's what I think the quality of the photo will lead to every human saying this guy ain't worth. But he said, brother, since 79, I've been fucking telling people it's in the water and then now it's in the ocean and everything like that. They might just be water powered because he said they sucked up a bunch of water. Is that why they go into the ocean and go get a bunch of. Yeah, that's the case. 80% water. Jeez, we're so dead then. No, we're on land, dude. Don't fuck with us. Also, it'd be good because all the glaciers are melting, so this will help with that problem. Ocean rising. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's why the glaciers are melting. No, no, no. I'm sure it's because cows are farting and trucks and stuff. Let's not get crazy. I've not dove into that uh, yet. There's a chance us walking on Earth is pushing Earth down to the core, which is all fire, maybe heating it up a little bit. Maybe whenever we send rocket ships into the sky, it's puncturing holes in the ozone, so you know it's getting a little hot. Maybe it is... The ozone is being mm-hmm. ruined by all of uh, man-made shit. That's Why? right. Smokestacks. Terrible. Uh-huh. Maybe it is 100% that. Uh, or maybe they're just melting the glaciers so they can get more water to gas up and get the fuck out of here. You ah. might be onto something, too. If we're on land, we may be okay. They just keep going to the oceans. Hey, you suck up what you need. Good you know, Don't lands. take all of it, but suck the up ocean, what you need. The ocean's going down, you know. The whole... I wish. No, they say the sea is rising, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's all right with me. There ain't no other place than on the sea I'd rather be. And that second coming, it's right around the bend. And someday will be any day the world is gone, and that's all right. That's Ken Chesney, but also, yeah. I think there's like 30 people that wrote that. Yeah, so the sea is At rising, least. they're saying, because yeah. yeah. the glaciers are melting. Or Whatever the case, Scott Morris made a compelling argument. He that did. Yeah. His he lake did. was sucked out of water and catfish, and that's where the fuck they were. Now they're going into the ocean all the time. Uh, and that was the weekend, you know? It was, <laughs> yeah. Now we wait. Now we wait for NFL football. Did you watch that? Um, the entirety of the Nebraska-Northwestern game? Puchella cut into a good part of it, but I was able to catch 
literally third quarter, fourth quarter towards the end. Yep. Uh, Luke Akers, David Akers' mm-hmm. son, punting for Northwestern with an absolute beauty to basically put that thing away. Nebraska has stunk. They're done. For a long time. Yeah. Scott Frost won at UCF. Is that what happened? Yes. If I do mm-hmm. recall. Yes. He won at UCF. Then him and a bunch of Navy SEALs went to yep. Nebraska. Sure. Remember, they were carrying boats and shit yep. during mm-hmm. training camp. And then they don't win? Is that what happens? Because it feels like every time I watch a Nebraska game, there's always talk about Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. I see videos of uh, the offseason mm-hmm. shit, which I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, ready to run through a wall. I guess they got a bunch of... Um, uh, transfers that yes. are very good at football too, mm-hmm. and it's, and they stink. What what what? Ha- how does that happen? Why do they stink? Uh, so I saw a stat also. Bo Pelini, who was at Nebraska for a long time, if oh, yeah. Scott Frost were to win his next fifty games at Nebraska, he would still have a worse record than Bo Pelini did in that amount of games. So not a great start for Scott Frost <laughs> at Nebraska. Got him. They they brought in Mark Whipple at OC, what? who was at Pitt, did well with Kenny Pickett. They brought in Texas's quarterback from last year. They went down. They scored on the first possession. Northwestern didn't score more than 14 points in their last six games last year. Northwestern was dog shit, and they were just going down and scoring the defense. Nebraska was actually the disappointment but 12 and a half, that was, there was never a chance for Nebraska. On that did one. you bet on them? No, no, I did not touch that game. Oh, Mitt did. Uh, Nebraska? Oh, I believe Mitt, bummer. I believe Mitt oh, did Mitt. take Nebraska. Bruce was on the other side. Bruce yeah, Mitt there. walked into the Colts suite in which everybody saw him on the internet talking to me yep. very close. You know, Coach Coach said, and he was Most telling soccer. a great story. He came in and goes, Coach, football is going to be tough or something like that. <laughs> That's and I'm what like, he said? Yeah, well, he said something what? along those lines. Yeah, and then. I said, why? He, he bet Nebraska or whatever. Yeah. Hey, this was not oh. what he was telling me at this moment. That oh. was not what he was telling oh. me at this moment. What was he saying? At this, what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is. Who am I sure? Is he what cool? The Colts were like red and green. This was at the Colts preseason game, which leads us into our next point. Um, he was not, I will not disclose uh. what we were talking about at this point because it is hilarious, but. When I found, so we're going to have to hide in this suite? Is that what's going to have to happen? I'm just, we're going to oh, have to. Well, oh, yeah. If you're not okay with being on the Jumbotron in the local broadcast every week, yeah, you are going to have to hide. A, I mean, we did not know. Foxy was caught mid-bite. Great. Oh, yeah. Hey, great flip, though. I seen the flip to the bigger piece of bread. Wow, mm. you're the very smooth. Yeah, it wasn't sloppy. That's all I care about. Yeah, you look good. I it's think you're sandwich. chewing with your mouth closed, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, House of the Dragon... They're chewing with their mouths closed. Yeah. Okay? Yes. That's fucking 172 years before sure. the fucking dragon era shit that you guys have been watching mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. You could chew with your fucking mouth closed. Yep. I seen the goddamn Your Grace who had no... <laughs> I mean, he didn't even have a jaw and he, he to hold up his fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's chewing with his mouth closed. Everybody can do it, Ty. Okay? I agree. Well, you're getting a little bit too comfortable. That baby was beautiful. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That absolutely. baby was absolutely beautiful. Thank you very Got much. Got to uh, Ty's baby, uh, Sloan. Got to see the Indianapolis Colts play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, yep. yikes. She took it in, too. What do you mean, yikes? I mean, if you want you know, your baby to be you know, a fan of football, you should have brought her to a Packers game or something. No. All right, Colts. so let's, let's, let's transition away because I watched Tom Brady uh-huh. play against the Indianapolis Colts this past weekend in the preseason mm-hmm. in which Tom and Matt Ryan jousted for like the first drive or first series or two. Yeah. Tom Brady took an 11-day hiatus in the middle of training camp. Unprecedented. Nobody had sure. heard why or how this happened. He was slicing and dicing. He did not forget how to play football. He was 
making throws that were gorgeous. And from where we sit, I actually had Tom Brady's view on life for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit taller, had a better helmet on. He wasn't able to see a fucking thing. The hands were up in his face. Our suite gives us a much better angle than normal. He's throwing to a spot everywhere. He's plucking dudes in the chest. Oh, yeah. He did not forget how to play football. He did not forget what the offense was. I don't know how the Bucks are going to be because on this particular drive – I mean, he's hitting Buchanan Bray was a hell of a player, too. He's yeah. going to do well for them. He hit a couple guys in there, looked comfortable. I mean, he moved it right down the field if he wanted to. We don't, we'll dive into these later. But he was balling, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was nice to see the Toms there. The Colts booed the fuck out of him. The fans booed the like, shit out of him before the first it. series. Mm -hmm. I mean, very loud. I thought maybe that was what woke him up. Like, maybe that, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I forgot. This shit ain't sweet. I'm back. But then he did his press conference afterwards. Oh. And I don't know if it was because of the Colts fans booing him that he was in a little bit of a... We've never seen Tom like this. This is what he said when he was asked about where he went or how he went during that 11-day trip in the middle of training camp. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're... I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, Whoa. you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So. Okay, so joining us now, a man who might have more information than just that. We all watch that and we're like, damn, Tom. Yeah, okay. Hope you're all right. Yeah. yeah. He played football pretty well. Sure. But it looks like he is in now. Maybe it's because bottom of the mountain training camp, we're still trying to get to the top. Last year wasn't it. This year's it. Maybe he's super focused. Or maybe I'm 45 years old. There's a lot of shit going on. What does that mean? Joining us now, senior NFL insider for the league and the network, host of the weekly wrap up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. <laughs> Hey, Rap, great to see you. Obviously, we all saw that and immediately thought, oh, there's some shit going on in Tom's life. Have you learned anything more other than what we know? And uh, he looked like he still got it. So I, I assume nobody out of Tampa is worried about a thing. No, well, first of all, the, the football part of it, you know, I would say for everyone was kind of wondering, you know, you're right, unprecedented hiatus, one of the best players of all time, maybe the best player of all time, just yeah. being like, all right, I'll see you guys in 11 days piecing out from training camp with no explanation. I think some people were probably on edge in the fact that Todd Bowles was like, yeah, we think he'll be back pretty sure. You know, more people were on edge. Brady is back. He is fine football-wise. He's still amazing. And I, I think, you know, look, it was training camp, so you can definitely not read a ton about that. But with Brady, I'd say you probably can. He's still awesome. They are going to be fine. Um, I think every, you know, mid-40s person who's got – Kids and a wife and a family and other things besides work probably nodded a little bit when he said what he said. Um, I do not know specifically if there was something wrong or if he was just saying that. My understanding was that it was family-related. Health-wise, everything's fine, but family-related. Something he was planning to deal with for several months, dealt with went where he went, and then came back. I didn't get the sense it was something troubling. His comments sort of lead you to that, but I didn't get that sense originally. Um, but it is good to know that these people that we cover and talk about are human beings, and go. I appreciate Brady letting us know that he is, in fact, a human. Hey, look at that, Ian. Look at you insiders okay. acting like humans. I, I mean, yeah. it's a good. It is. it is a good thing for us to know that Brady has – a family and something else besides football that is 
for those 11 days was more important, and that is okay. I think so, too. I think we're big fans of the fact that he was able to go do it. He kept a commitment, we'd assume, to his family that he made whenever he was retired for 40 days, whenever he came yes. back. We assume there was a little bit of a... Uh, conversation about said 11 days wherever he was heading when he decided to come back it's interesting if you start diving into it like everybody on the internet did there was a point in time where i assume his family thought he was maybe going to have some ownership of the miami dolphins you know be an owner of the dolphins live in miami and instead we're back on the tampa bay buccaneers for another year not ownership of anything going do you think there's any thought that that was maybe uh a conversation in the family about what life is like now versus what we thought it was going to be? Um, I, well, first of all, I know when he made the decision to unretire that everybody was on board. So okay. like, it's not like he said, all right. okay, um, you know, I'm doing this. And his wife was like, well, screw this. I'm flipping the table. Like that is not the sense I got. It sounded like they were on board knowing that that's what he wanted to do, that he felt he should be back in the field, that he was not done. I think everybody was on board with that. Um, you know, is it easier for family life if he's around, hanging out around the house, maybe living in Miami? You know, the, the part ownership of the Dolphins thing, um, I think that would have been possible in some scenarios. Maybe not as, I mean, obviously, we know what happened with the Dolphins penalties and with the discussions. We've been over all that. Um, I think that was possible, but maybe not the given everyone assumed. Okay. But yes, there was definitely the thought that, um, uh -oh. You know, definitely the thought that he would be home and it would be a lot easier. And when he made the decision to not be, just judging, let's say, from my own family, those things can be tough. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like the fact that you told us there that everybody was on board. That's a nice piece of information. We're happy for the whole squad, if yeah. that's the case. Yeah, all good. Remember, though, we still got that mm -hmm. thing. Hey, we got that thing we signed up for. 11 days, middle of training camp. Mm -hmm. Fuck everybody. Seems like still a good doing. trip. It sounded like a great trip. Didn't seem to be pumped on the way back, though. No, not at all. In theory, it sounded like a much better trip probably than it ended up being. Yeah. Look good, the, the reason why I'm wondering is because if this is revenge body Tom Brady coming into this season, fucking look at. You know, if he is on the rebound, bounce back, you know, fully focused just on football, literally nothing else happened. It's a sanctuary getaway. Everything else is – I mean, we, we could start banking and betting on the Buccaneers immediately, no matter how questionable the offensive line is and everything like that, Ian. Well, yeah, but I think they're going to be really good anyway. I mean, yes, Agreed. revenge Tom Brady. Oh, I don't know what he's being revenged for. Um, but yeah, when he's Perfect. focused, he's awesome. When he's not that focused, he's still awesome. They are a really, really good team. I mean, just talking like, I know Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, but like, look around their roster. Yeah. They lost to center. That's tough. They're a little banged up on the offensive line. Little. Everyone has injuries. They look, I mean loaded all over the place. I think the defensive line is going to be really good. <laughs> Secondary is going to be really good. Like they are, they're good regardless. So you look out no matter what. Yeah. Sam Ellinger had a 54 yard scamper on his first play in the game, Ooh, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll be able to stop Aaron Rodgers and the boys are going to have to, uh, we're happy. Tom Brady's happy. If that's the case, if not, Tom, we appreciate you, bud. Uh, let's go back to you being a human this morning. It was reported, uh, or yesterday it was reported. I forget. Was it last night, Brian Robinson this morning? Yeah. Last, last, night, night. last night it was reported in a, I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere, an attempted car robbery, uh, grand theft in the middle of D.C., we'd assume. He ends up getting shot in there. Did did the theft happen? Did this come out of nowhere for everybody? I mean, it had to have. And what are the next steps, you think, Ian? This is a tragic situation that happens in the real world, I guess, every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it's tragic, but it sounds like you never call anyone who 
you know, was the who got shot lucky, but it does seem like he is as fortunate as possibly could be. Got shot in the glute and the lower leg, is my understanding. Uh, had surgery today, which he posted about on Instagram. Came just, I think, to to make everything is okay to clean up some stuff. Um, should make a full recovery uh, and got very, very fortunate because anytime there are gunshots involved, I do not need to tell you guys, it could have been a lot worse. Um, he is in good spirits and in good condition. So I think all of that is good. As far as what happened, it seemed around, just based on the various sources I've talked to, between 4 and 5 p.m. in D.C., someone or two people, I believe, according to the police, approached him either about a carjacking or a robbery. I am not sure which, and I don't believe they know. It sounds like he resisted on some level, um, according to the people I've spoken with, Fuck and off. then ran, and they shot. Um, so that's the life part of it. Very, very fortunate. Everyone with the team visited him yesterday, um, report that he was doing well. Um, as far as the Man. football part of it, because we cover I like football. that he said no. Yeah. Think about that. Hey, give us your blah, blah. No. Yeah. We will shoot you. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm not. And then he's out and they shoot him while he's running away to try to get his shit still. Is that what it is? I don't know why they shot him as he was running away, but my understanding was the shots were fired as he was running. Did they catch is, the people that shot him or no? I don't think so. I do not. At least they have not announced that yet. But like... Scary for many, many reasons, but broad daylight. Oh like, shit! Middle of DC, like four, four between four and five p.m. Like it's it's light out. Damn. Downtown yeah. DC, where at? Uh, I do not know DC enough to know where that was. The address, I believe, is out there, but I don't know DC enough to know where it was. DC's like it was in tiny, not, isn't it? I don't like. I don't yeah, think I've it was in like, itself, a terrible. Yeah. A lot place. of people live in Arlington, Alexandria. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not in DC, right? Nope. Those parts. It's right next to it. Yeah, that, well, this happened in D.C. We, this is in D.C.? I think. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't know the area well enough. Well, I know. He it's just all sort Virginia of D.C. to me. It's I like, mean, you know. Was it, in this, was it in the District of Columbia? Do we know? I believe, but I'm not good at maps. Was it in the nation's capital? Yeah. Was it in the fucking... I was it think, in, I don't know. Was, was it in Maryland, Virginia, or was it in D.C.? Do we know? I believe D.C. That's my understanding. That's a small DC police yeah, that's tiny. I believe DC. Northwest DC is what Gertie just said. Dirty's from Virginia. Dirty, uh, do you know the area? DC's tiny, right? Is it? Yeah, and that's like a tough area to be into. Like I don't know what he was doing in Northwest. Okay, so like that is a spot potentially. Is it? Okay. Yeah, you would know better than me there, but. Um, and then as far as why is that? Like, I don't know. What's that, what's that about? Dirty, what's that all about? He's from Virginia. I mean, that is that no, is something to think about. So which I knew, of course. Yeah, of course you. Know. Well, I said it earlier. I'm trying to save you right now. But yes, um, I I like the fact though. That, yeah, why is he there? That that'll be a whole new conversation piece, I guess. Now, especially from the people from the area, he's not ruling out being back this season. Though I think yeah. I saw from your tweet. Yeah, I'm not ruling out him being back this season any either. And like, you know, look for someone to deal with something that serious and still have a chance to pl to live, which is the most important thing. Still have a chance to play football. It's all amazing, um, and it could end up being a really cool story, comeback story, everything. Um, so I know Washington's still holding out hope that he ends up being on the field. But the most important thing is. All the other stuff. Yes. Uh, we would like to say good on you, Brian. Yeah, Godspeed, bud.
Happy you made it out of there. Also, enjoy the fact that when Bush came to shove, he said, fuck off. Mm -hmm. I I like that. Because I always think to myself, you know, when I'm walking out here in Indy, because Indy is an interesting spot now at certain times in certain areas. I'm like, if somebody comes up to me, am I going to do... Am I just going to hand it over? Like they say, just hand it over. Just do what they say. Or, well, I have a little bit of tiredness in me. And I'm like, nah, not today. Will I ever? And you don't know until you're in that moment. You know, yeah. you have no idea until you're in that moment. Brian was like, not today. Middle of the app, what are you going to do? It's fucking 430. Awesome. <laughs> what are you going to do? And the guy fucking shot him. That's yeah. insane. Keep your head on a swivel out there. Let's be safe uh, in the world that we go. Let's continue to move on here. Geno Smith, name starter over Drew Locke. That seems like a big deal. Was that because Drew Locke threw that pick where the guy dropped into his zone and just was no problem? Or is it because Geno won this in practice over the long haul? And does everybody expect... Jimmy G to end up on the Seattle Seahawks after week two due to Schultz's report of the Niners not being scared to hang on to Jimmy G through week two because they do not want to have to face him when they play Seattle in week two. I would be surprised if he ended up in Seattle under any circumstances. Mm, okay. What's that mean? I mean, like, whether release or trade. You know what I mean? Like, I would be, if they release him, like, I don't know that Seattle would be the spot he would end up because if he's released, like I don't know where Seattle's going to be, but I think it's fair to say there's some questions about the roster. Certainly, very young, um, a lot of unproven guys, and I don't know how good they're going to be. If you're Jimmy G and you get released, might it make sense to just say, you know what, I'm going to wait for a contender? Um, and I have not even gotten the sense that Seattle is like clamoring over him either. So I would be, I would say, I've been surprised before. So this is not totally definitive, but I would be surprised if he ended up in Seattle. Um, as far as Gino, you know, it's interesting because we all, like in the public, in the media, talked about the quarterback competition and Drew Locke, and I think a lot of people see the upside in Drew Locke, and there definitely is a lot of upside. In Seattle, it didn't sound like it was, like, that close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Gino was the starter. He Definitely. started all the preseason games. He got all the ones reps. He was... You know, is he the greatest quarterback ever? I don't know, but he's certainly the no, most secure no. and knows the offense well. Turn the ball over less. Like, he won the job. Somewhere. He really did. I mean, you're allowed to say he's not the greatest quarterback ever without slighting him. You know what I mean? Like, you just got scared to say that because you thought Seahawks fans would grab the fish from that one market uh-huh. and throw it and yeah. attack you or whatever. Yeah. I, I think – I, as a West Virginia guy, pumped to see Gino getting another shot, and maybe Gino goes on a run. Feels like everywhere he's played, there's always been interesting circumstances. Now, with Pete Carroll seemingly being all behind him, Drew Locke being his backup, is that team with DK and Tyler Lockett playing, do they think they're going to win games this year? Do you think there's a real expectation of success from Pete Carroll and everybody over there, or they know what it is? Definitely. No, I think they think they're think they going to surprise some people. Uh, Now, not everybody around the league is on board with that. Um, I have no idea because like, kind of like Belichick was saying today, like the preseason, you have literally no idea. Like I have in, in all of my years, one thing I've learned is that preseason, when it comes to predicting results, could not mean less. It's just impossible. What? So, yeah, the last I mean, three weeks, we've just been making shit up. <laughs> the the no. last three weeks has been a mixture of the off season where we're just making shit up uh-huh. and then the regular season kind of being tossed in there oh. and it's really just a, a, a melting pot of bullshit and football <laughs> what a bummer that's what it feels like preseason is you're saying Rapport? Uh I would not say like that um, individual, you can see individually players who do well but as far as predicting team results 
Oh yeah. Like I think That's there's more teams who say, yeah. "Hey, what if we do this?" Like what happens during the preseason? I know the Patriots do that a ton. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Like we talked about, everyone's sort of expecting, um, you know, the Patriots' offense to just be terrible. I will be surprised because I think more well, of what happened in the preseason was them just testing some stuff out. Mac throwing it into six people is going to be tough if they do that in regular season. Happy they're throwing that out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Happy they practiced that. That was not a great yeah, – that get, was not a great Get the worst plays of your career out in the preseason. <laughs> Happy they Bill's put that one about. in the preseason. Yes. Not that big of a deal. They seem to be content Agreed. and pumped. But we're, you're, on the, we're all on board there. But you're saying in Seattle they feel as if they're going. They're, they yeah, got a they, squad. They think they're going to. They think they're going to be good and surprise everyone. Okay, every team thinks that. I think at this particular point. But Pete Carroll, he's sticking around for a reason. There has to be some sort of vision. Maybe he'll be able to live forever. And maybe Gino, with the right circumstances here, goes on a run. Maybe one year from now, they're thinking rebuild. Good luck to everybody and all parties involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Schmidt, your question for Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap Sheet. There was a lot of uh, you know conversation around Brian Dable's comments about Kenny Galladay and whether or not he might make the team. And then he, he kind of said, you know, like, hey, everyone is, is competing for a spot and then walked it back. Is there, yeah. in any world, is there a chance that the Cowboys get rid of Galladay? I think we looked before the show, his cap Giants. hits like, or yeah, Giants, sorry. They're, his cap hits like $32 million, so it seems impossible. But uh, is there any way that he's not a Giant? Uh, I would say I don't believe they're going to cut him. That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, the only reason to do it would be if he was some, like, disruptive force and you were like, get this guy out of here. Don't get that sense at all. So I do not believe that they're going to cut him. You know, is there some – I mean, Brian Dable's comments definitely left it open. You know, made made me just think, like, is there some sort of trade? Trade would be very difficult. Um, somebody would have to eat a ton of salary. Uh, Giants would have to eat a ton of salary. But I like, just saw everybody's clear. We should put thirty-one million dollars is his cap. It. He's a wide receiver named Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. That it, just so we all understand, thirty. What? That's a lot. That's more than what? A lot. Eighty percent of the quarterback's but, cap. But you're yeah. starting to understand why. Like this is you know the Giants obviously have a new GM and a new coach. <laughs> this is a tough situation they inherited. Yeah. It's one thing to have like high-priced free agents. That's cool, but Galladay has struggled. I'm happy for uh, him. Now, big rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go, Kenny. Big money. Great, they, great contract. Amazing contract. They would have to eat probably what twenty million of that to trade him. The Giants, at least. You know, the cash is less this year. I'd have to look. I thought it was like thirteen, or so. I'd have to look and see what the actual cash was this year. But yeah, I mean, there would have to be some. They'd have to go have to eat a lot of it, yeah. That's wild. I don't know how that's going to work. Is that what we should look for here in the next couple of days? Because Bill Belichick was talking about, um, you know, the progress is putting the team together. Other teams are looking what makes their team the best. They're talking to us. Do you think there's going to be more movement? It feels like there's a lot of time before the first actual game. It feels like we got a big dead space of nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. It feels like this really came out of nowhere and we did not expect <laughs> it as a program or a society. But is there going to be a lot of movement, we think, or are teams mostly put together, you think, Ian? No, I think there'll be some movement. And, it'll, you know, I, will it be like a big-time starter? I would say maybe not. But, like, the let's say, like, the Denzel Mims trade, right? Like, he requested a trade through his agent, Ron Slavin, the Jets have received calls. He played really well in the fourth quarter last night. You know, I don't know what Denzel Mims is, but it doesn't sound like the trade compensation would be a ton. So maybe you're talking, you know, somewhere in the late round pick range. Those are the kinds of trades that will probably happen as teams say, you know what, we need another fourth receiver. We need a punt returner. We need a swing tackle. Like, those would be the kinds of deals you'll see. But I think we'll see some. I, I don't, I do not think the next 36 hours will be. Uh, boring. Jeez. Um, oh, yeah. After Tuesday, 
maybe we just focus on football in the regular season, but I think the next 36 hours will be interesting. How about Jimmy G? You think anything's going to happen with him here? Uh, I think we'll get some resolution by tomorrow at 4. Um, that's my guess. They don't have to. The money becomes fully guaranteed on mm-hmm. not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, but I think we'll get some resolution, whether it's you know release or something else. I think that fully guarantee is kickoff, isn't it? Or is it the day before? No, uh, it's the day before his kickoff. But if he's on the roster Wednesday, he gets that game check. So, like, he would get paid a game check for $22 million or whatever it is. And then it becomes fully guaranteed, like, three days after that. So that's theoretically the deadline. Hard to imagine they hope they, they go all the way there. Okay, so Jimmy G's moving. Where's he going? Uh, I, I expect something to happen. Now, you know, John, like we talked about last time, John Lynch has talked about, you know, the good relationship and and yeah 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 where's he going where's he going Ian? where do you think he's going who who would be in a jimmy g market right now he's back if he up gets, if but that wouldn't make sense to him for him though. me neither i don't know where he goes where's just he wait. going just wait giants something something will happen oh he's just chilling he's staying in shape throwing in the side yard like he's andy dalton mm-hmm. he's throwing balls just waiting 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 somebody gets hurt here comes jimmy g to save the day like he did for the niners what four or four years ago mm-hmm. that that is, yes, that is a scenario for him if he gets released, definitely. Okay, Tone, your question. Last question here, Ian. Thank you so much for the time. Ian, yesterday, TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson were both left the game injured. Now, Tomlin said if it was a regular season game that they potentially could have been back. Is that real or is that a lie that he just said to make us feel better? Uh, Tomlin does not lie basically ever. Um, so this man knows what he's talking about. I think both guys are fine. The Watt one, if you actually look at it like he – it didn't look like his feet were planted. It's always those. I know they're part of the game. They're always a little scary. He handled that well because his feet weren't planted. So I think they just got him out of the game. Like, let's just make sure he's okay. So I was told all indications are both guys are fine. Yeah, TJ standing on the sideline, backwards hat, looking super cool, talking mm-hmm. to Cam Hayward. If he was injured and he thought he was injured, probably not that type of relaxed atmosphere. Right, would, probably would have had his hat on frontwards and be looking sad. Bingo. Yeah. That's how I read the situation as well. Uh, Brett Kern just got cut. He's signing with the Buffalo Bills by the end of the day today. Uh, there's a couple other places that need punters. And then I'm sure you saw Sam Martin in uh, in Denver. Which well, it's Gunner fucked one. him. I mean, I think it's a long snapper actually yeah. caught the ball in the four and ran into the end zone. <laughs> Go ahead and lose 20 yards, 16 yards of net. I mean, that's going to be tough in the field in the battle of punting position. But, yeah, Brett Kern heading to Buffalo by the end of the day. Uh, they got they had some punters in yesterday. None of them are Brett Kern. Take a look at him. Yeah, none of them is are Brett Kern. Is he? You know more about punting than I do. Is he the best punter available? Yes, Brett Kern, fucking one of the best punters in the league. Like he is. He's also worth two point seven five million this year. Rookie punter Ryan Stonehouse, no. probably six hundred thousand or whatever, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand. They're gonna go. Punters and, always get squeezed. They always make the decision to go with the cheap guy. Yeah, even always. if it's fucking Brett Kern, they got. They got a banner of Brett Kern outside that stadium. Fucking banner outside had, of that guy. Stay, had a banner. And, yeah, see ya. They'll show. Yeah, cut yeah, that burn thing it down. down. Derek <laughs> Harris or whatever the fuck the dragon is. Burn it down. He is a robot, too. He'll be good in Buffalo. Like, he is. Uh, he's a robot. He would be the punter, I think, in my head for Buffalo because of how windy it is. Somebody's going to pick up. Maybe the Colts sign him. Hey, maybe the Colts oh. get rid of Hawk, who had a fucking great weekend. The Col- Hawk had a great weekend for the Colts. Maybe Hawk goes back to the Bills. Kern yeah. comes to the Colts. Huh. And maybe I'm just wishing that to happen. <laughs> I love Matt Hawk. I want to let him know. Brett Kern's a guy. Brett Kern is uh, going to sign somewhere. Thank you so much, Ian. We appreciate you, buddy. 
All right. Good hang, guys. Take care. Hey, let's stay sober so we have shit to talk about the next yeah. 10 days yeah, or whatever what it is. Put the bottle down. Next two days, definitely. Yep. All right. Appreciate you. All right, Booz. Let's eat and wrap Football is 10 days away at the professional level, so we will be reacting to all the moves made to rosters around the National Football League. College football is already happening. Had a major upset week one. A couple of them, actually. Not only did Northwestern beat Nebraska and continue Scott Frost's losing streak as the head coach of Nebraska, how long is he going to... I mean, uh, they just got him like a lifelong deal He they can't get this out is, of? This might be yeah, right. I believe I read something that he basically went to the AD and kind of almost like renegotiated his contract so it was easier to fire him at the end of this year or this year if you know it wasn't up to Northwest. See, he's their a stand up guy. That's why everybody talks yeah. about well, he gets it. Cornhusker through and through. I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's funny that they didn't fire because, like, like, Nebraska football always, you know, it's like they still act like it's, you know, the mid 90s when they were winning national championships and stuff like that, but they really haven't been nationally relevant for, you know, quite some time. Yeah. I've, in my life, I don't think I've ever heard of them mattering. No, no offense to Nebraska. No. That does not. I mean, Eric Crouch is like the last time when Eric Crouch won the Heisman. That was in like 97, 98. 98. Yeah. That was like the last time they were. I know they're like a white linebacker factory. Right. Sure. Oh yeah, Bill uh-huh. Compton putting studs out, mm-hmm. just studs out into the league. But they have stunk every time I've ever watched them play football. I've only been watching college football last, you know, little bit. So take that as you may, uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers fans that are hearing this. But they got to feel the same way. Get this fucking guy out of mm-hmm. here. Maybe let's win some games. Northwestern gets a surprise win, mm-hmm. even though Fitzgerald's been there for how, how long? Long time. Long time. How Forever. is he still He's the coach? coach. Uh, yeah, but how is he Kisses still his players? But how is he still the head coach? They were 14-point underdogs in the opener of the season. He's been in his regime for like 10 years at this point. Why is his team so fucking looked at as terrible, and he's still the head coach of a Big Ten team? Well, he's got to deal with those fucking academic standards. He loves it there. 2020, I think they made the Big Ten championship that COVID year. Yep. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, they're all – I mean, they are – they're tough. Last year, they were bad. Offense was horrible, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Northwestern will show up and fight. Okay. I love Pat Fitzgerald. I like. It looks like he's going to get on the field. I think he headbutts people, too. He does oh, yeah. the whole – thing mm-hmm. but i just started thinking like how scott frost have a job when he does lose then the follow-up question is how is pat fitzgerald still have a job if he's fucking 14 point underdogs opening week against a dog shit nebraska program that has to say something about them but they get the win so let's see how they do mm-hmm. this year yeah and after that run you know where they won like 10 games i think like a couple years in a row uh they were talking about nfl jobs because i know he i believe he interviewed or like the, a lot of people were talking about him getting the packers job after mccarthy got fired and I just think nothing ever happened there. But it is interesting that he hasn't moved from Northwestern to, you know, like yeah. the SEC or, or a different Big Ten school that's a little more prominent. But a little easier to get the kids in there, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. Northwestern, not easy at all. I think they looked at me after I uh, hit a long field goal at a kicking camp a month before signing day. Northwestern looked in. What's his grade? All right. Hey, if you were, weren't a fucking jackass, <laughs> no. you would have been with uh, which would have been good for the rest of my life. They get a big win opening weekend. Also, don't fuck around with Jacksonville State. Uh-huh. Hey, Rich Rodriguez is going to fucking have them boys win. Not that they didn't win before. I think they won like four games or something last year. Upstate of Florida State and had a, a little bit of a run. But Rich Rodriguez is going to have this team fucking hunting. They were up 42-17 against Stephen F. Austin. Wide. They were ranked 10th. Wide. They were up early. Wide. Then Rich Rod said, get your fucking piss out, boys, and lost his mind. Look how pissed this dude is. 
third quarter, three minutes and 13 uh, seconds left. It, he's up 42-17, which seems to have the game pretty much mm-hmm. under control. Yeah. His team's not supposed to be good over the number 10 team. He is fucking ready to fight whoever. And that is why Jacksonville State will be very good. Mm-hmm. And that is why this man will be the head coach of an SEC team or a Big Ten team within the next two to three years. Do not think Rich Rodriguez is just going to go sail into the sunset with Jacksonville State and just kind of go under the radar. He's going to get them into a powerhouse. He's going to be able to recruit whoever the fuck he wants in there. And then he's going to have options yet again. I got a chance to chat with him when he was coaching for Mississippi State. No, Ole Miss. Miss. He was coached for Ole Miss. He was offense coordinator for Ole Miss. And I got to chat with him a couple days before the game because I was with the media, me, Hasselback, Adam Amin, Molly McGrath, recovering games on Thursday Night Football in a remote broadcast style, which is just trash. Like It was just... Absolute trash. We couldn't. We didn't even get a replays because it was all in such a big delay. The fact that we, whatever the case, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hasselbeck, Adam, and me, and Molly were awesome. The whole crew was absolutely awesome. I think they should have maybe taken it a little bit more serious, but we were going against the NFL, so I can understand. We call the Egg Bowl down there. It's my first time getting a chat with Rich Rod basically since he left West Virginia and I left West Virginia, and uh, you know it was interesting. It was like I was kind of excited to chat with him. And I asked him, I said, uh, were you ever, were you thinking about being done? Because whenever he was at Arizona, a lot of shit came out, big things happened. He got fired, let go, he went off into the thing. Then he came back with uh, Ole Miss. I was like, were you thinking you were going to be done? And I think his exact quote was, I was thinking I only needed two, three more years, but after everything went down, I think I got some fucking time. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. I mean, Rich Rod, I think, is on a. Uh, He's on a rocket ship right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everybody forgot about who created this spread offense. Because I know what's his face. Um, who's the guy that was coaching in the XFL? Hal Mummy. Hal Mummy gets a lot of credit for this air raid offense creation. The spread offense. If you look back, Rich Rod was one of the first. To, I think he was doing it either at Clemson or somewhere else. Then whenever he got to West Virginia with Pat and Steve, obviously it went crazy. Now everybody's doing an, an iteration of it. Rich Rod's like, y'all motherfuckers have forgot. And he is going to have that Jacksonville State team winning games, and he ain't going to be happy about any of it. And that's what everybody at Jacksonville State needs to know. I'm actually kind of pumped to see what he does, where he goes, and I'm pulling for him, to be honest. Hour two here at Toxic Tables here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, at Tone Diggs. Joining us now is one of the faces of college football, yeah. the face of the Ohio State, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, multi-time, A.J. Hawk. A.J., when's Ohio State's game against Notre Dame with Jack Harlow performing? Uh, 8, 8 p.m. Saturday night. Let's go. Wow. Ohio State's playing well. They're working out with Bobby Carpenter. Obviously, that was something they were missing a year ago. What are you expecting from that game? And are you guys pumped about college football starting over there in Columbus, you know, a town of college football? I mean, I'm, I'm super pumped. I mean, you talk about a way to start your season. You, you got a night game against a Notre Dame powerhouse with Marcus Freeman as the head coach who once played at Ohio State who was a great linebacker, and James Laronitis, three-time All-American, is also on the other sideline, too. So there's a lot of cool storylines here. Are you the guest picker for game day? Uh, I do not believe so, no. Well, Who is? What the hell? Oh, come on. I think Come it's on. Jack Harlow. Oh, did he go to Ohio State? No. If they, he's performing, then he'll be the guest he picker. Went to right? Well, they said they they put out a release, a performance by Jack Harlow. Oh, okay. I did not know that that meant guest picker Jack Harlow as well. The internet just started. I mean, the internet's going to do what the internet's going to do. Sure. That's just what the internet's going to do. But I thought to myself, 
AJ Hawk is prominent enough to be a fucking guest speaker mm-hmm. on Game yeah, Day. Absolutely. Isn't it? Should yeah. be. So I actually took a little offense to them. I'm like, they got a Ohio fuck right there. Literally. Wait right there. Waiting on them. Would you have done it if they asked you to? And how do you think you would have fared? I'm sure I, I would have done it, I guess. But I mean, there's a billion people. Why don't choose Archie Griffin? He he would come in town. I'm sure he's going to be at the game. Why did that guy on there? Only only two time Heisman Trophy winner ever. So why not bring him along? Look at you. I love that about you. That's so Ohio of you. Yeah. Just saying. No I means. can't perform either. Jack Harlow, that's a multi-talented guy. He can do a performance and be a guest picker. He's going to bring a lot of juice. I understand Jack Harlow's nail tech knows how to keep a little secret, okay? Mm-hmm. He doesn't wish for his success. He fucking speaks it. I'm a Jack Harlow fan, but I think a lot of people were very confused on. He is noted, open, Louisville fan. Huge. I don't take else. I chuck them up and I hand them out or something like yeah. that. That's actually what he says. He's a Louisville guy. Uh, whatever the case. Are you going to the game? Are you going to be on the sideline? Are you cheering for the boys? I will be at the game. I'm, I'm going to be cheering the from ground. the stands. Oh, we have a big, we have a 20 year national championship reunion. I told you about that. It's a big, it's a whole weekend full of stuff. Oh, oh, let's go. Boots on the ground. So you're telling me 20 year national championship celebration. Everybody from that team is going to be in town? I don't know about everybody, but I've been on like the email and text chain. There's a, there's a ton of people coming and coaches too. Like that's why I'm excited to see some of the coaches. Here we go. Then why the hell is Jack Harlow picking? <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, everything you're saying here is just yeah. leading. I don't into think I don't know if ESPN knows it's that we're having the reunion. I mean shit. I don't know. Isn't that kind of something? How would I was they gonna say? By the way, uh, no. Hi, why don't they have Herb Street fucking as guest picker? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're thinking because Herb Street's an Ohio State guy. They're like, we already got our Ohio State guy. Uh, Let's just get Jack Harlow. He's calling the game, right? Lou. Lou yeah, bring in Lou then. Holtz then. Bring in someone from Notre Dame. Yeah. Fucking Jerome Bettis. Give me Lou and sure. Lee Corso. Rudy. Now we're talking. Give me Lou and Lee Corso in a side-by-side. Well, I don't know if they're Now we're talking. Could you imagine Lou? Ohio fun. State fans would have to cheer for Lou Holtz, right? Even if he came out full Notre Dame hat? They would cheer for him, and then when he picked Notre Dame, they would boo him, for sure. Yeah. Would he pick Notre Dame, or would he know that that Ohio oh, he's State picking no, Notre Dame. He's yeah. picking Notre Dame now that Brian Kelly, that sack of shit, Scott. I had to go on a little hiatus from our holy mother because Brian Kelly killed a kid. You know, he was a bag of bones. But now that Marcus Freeman's there, we seem to be trying to turn in the tide. Right, Notre Dame's right. looking really we do, good. We do not know if that's what he would actually say. That is just a prediction from... Ty Schmidt mm-hmm. on what Lou Holtz I had would, guess. would potentially say. Mm-hmm. No, we mean happened. no disrespect of that at None all. None whatsoever. I love Lou Holtz. We love Lou love. Holtz. Yeah, well, absolutely. Love, love. I mean, he's a doctor. He has the Medal of Freedom. Did you by chance see the <laughs> athletic article, though, about possibly replacing Lee No, Carson? no, 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 no. Because no. it was awesome. I sent it to Foxy it earlier. Is. There was a it lot of tweets. sweet. Yeah, here we go. Look at that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, but nobody beat me and everybody on that list. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, who cares above Saban? Come you on. You beat Timmy Tebow. Yeah, and Feinbaum. Feinbaum's a master of college football. <laughs> 20, how many people voted for this? Like, they said everyone. Uh, I think 4 million people voted for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Somebody, I thought I saw that number somewhere. I saw a lot of people tweeting me on Saturday. Everybody needs to know this. Okay. Delay is always. Okay, you can take this down. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jesus. You people it. also wanted you and John Cena to call a game together. That yeah. was pretty cool. Oh, but what? They, yeah, they wanted you to do it from the Great Wall, though. That was the only problem. It was it an alternate Mandarin cast? Or yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to do it in, <laughs> in American play by play. What are you talking? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Okay, I don't. <laughs> How the fuck does John Cena end up in this conversation? That's Please. It. He's in all we're talking about. He wanted about. you to call a game with he him, really, apparently. Uh, he really was in there. Yeah, actually. 
He got votes for who you'd love to hear call uh-huh. fucking college football game. He played John college Cena football, didn't he? he? Yeah, yeah. fucking Newberry State. Did that same article you're saying? No, he's, yeah. He was a leading Get the ta- fuck out of here. All-time leading tackler at Army, and then he was all-time Marines. Leading. I think he was a Marine. I think not an Army. <laughs> so Nonetheless, he, did, he was in all three Let's branches. Let's move on. <laughs> The only way you could be the all-time leading killer and tackler is you could play for all three, and you serve in all three. Trying to jump into the Coast Guard now. There were some Dutch special forces that got shot here in Indianapolis this weekend. By By who? Indianapolis... Yeah, yeah, locals. Trying locals. To Wait, what were they doing there? That well, that's what we all said doing when we read that thing. Dutch stuff. They're tra- I don't know the if they're clog doing clog festival that. in downtown. I don't think that's it either. Convention. I don't think I don't think these are cloggers. I believe these are pretty badass humans. Forty miles, I guess, south of here, there's a fucking urban training site where the Dutch special forces and who knows how many other people come Ooh, in. Ooh, like Blackwater. We just learned about this today as we were reading this. Like, holy fuck. The yeah. Dutch special forces got killed downtown Indianapolis in the entertainment district. The fuck's that mean? Yeah, come on. Does that mean where everybody's boozing down there? Yeah, yeah. Bobs. At three thirty a.m., something happened. They got shot and killed, and that's how we learned about. It. I'm like, whoa! How many fucking? Do we just got the global special forces folks walking around downtown Indianapolis? Who am I not supposed to say? Fuck off, too, around yeah. here. Well, there is a SEAL school in Indiana, right? Isn't there a sniper school in Indiana? In the Indiana. Like I think North. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I'm pretty sure actually. Anyways, Diggs could go take your Diggs take your course. He wants to do like a tactical course, right? Maybe drive look, on down. There. I'll look into it. The place is called Muscatatuck. We looked it up this morning. It looks sick. I, I've been down on Camp Atterbury a couple of times uh, to go say hello and thanks to everybody that's there. I guess it's a pretty happening fort. Like last Shits. stop before going mm, to no. a lot of places. So if everybody wants to fuck around and find out, I guess, come to Indiana. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Just, but did not know that. Did not know that was the case until found out a guy got killed. And they should maybe start recruiting from. Yeah, no kidding. The entertainment killed killers. Are there any suspects? Look, I think this is going to be uh, a thing. Indianapolis has a lot of uh, killers. Red Dead Redemption. You shot him out in public. I would imagine they're at least looking to see who did it. I don't Multiple know. people killed. So... That's every weekend here, but the fact maybe that it is special forces from Dutch, what does that mean? What's Dutch? That's uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. Amsterdam, Netherlands. Yeah. Holland? Yeah, Holland. That's, uh, that's all the same place. Yeah. Boss Rooten. I wonder if they tried that. Probably. And then Indianapolis guys, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Bang it up, bang it up, bang it up. Get the fuck out of here. Wrong what are we even fight. doing? Indianapolis is quite a place. We're... Dutch special forces getting killed here is something. It just kind of stopped me in my track, but let's get back to it. Um, everybody needs to stop judging, you know, Lee Corso. Sure. Okay, AJ? Guy's a legend. Could you imagine being on a one-and-a-half-second delay at the age of 90 or whatever on TV in your own backyard at this point with everybody else on there? I mean, it's got no – they got no shot over there, AJ. No, he put him – he was in an impossible situation almost, too. So, yeah, it's – he's an absolute staple of college football. So, it's – whatever's going on right now, they – I don't know. Is he's going to be back like on set next week, though? Correct. Yes. Oh yeah. Kirk actually yeah. led off the entire show by saying, 
don't worry, we will all be live. Right. This will not be the normal of this show because he knew it was going to be tough. Hey, good self-awareness said by old Herbie. <laughs> Literally yeah. right away. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Now, I turned in late, so I did not see the proclamation. <laughs> I was just watching going, what the fuck? Are we in COVID again? What is? Uh, <laughs> why is this happening? But then as it's breaking down, next week they're all the way back. Yep. I can't wait for it. Yeah, Herbie helps Lee a lot. I'm a little worried once we're halfway through this NFL season where Herbie's doing you know, the Thursday night game to the Friday to the Saturday game day to the Saturday night game that, you know, maybe game day gets a little less, you know, help from Herbie because of the fact that he has to do all this shit in like a three-day span. Um, the whole thought of us being a part of the college football landscape this year is a big responsibility, AJ. Mm-hmm. Huge. Okay? So when you're out there boozing with your boys from 20 years ago, mm-hmm. reminiscing about the good old days, putting your little college pants and your college liver back in oh, your yeah. body... Go ahead and remember to be looking around, surveying the scene, getting some intel that we have boots on the ground mm-hmm. at the biggest game of week one, AJ. You legitimize us. Please don't forget that in the middle of all your fucking national championship <laughs> boozing that you're going to be doing this weekend. I will see what I can do. Yeah, you're right. I have friends or as some people call it, sources on both sidelines all around that place. So I will see what I can do. Are you just going to be walking around? Are you, are you peacocking right to fucking mid? Are you dotting the eye? Oh, are you yes. dotting the eye? I wonder week? who is. That's a big deal. Whoever's doing it this game. Say, like, put probably your- a band member. A lot of band members, they get to do it. It's probably band. Urban Meyer. Is Urban that Meyer is- dotting oh, the eye? Man, he might. <laughs> <laughs> Hey! And then he does this, right? The dot the eye? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> this show sucks. I don't know if he's going to... They might need some more time to pass before so, he no, does it. <laughs> dot the eye or just travel... Dot the eye. Travel the, the college eye. football season around crowd to crowd, town to town. That's coming oh, that's Saturday. Happening. They ain't waiting. Are they going to Columbus? No, they're not, I don't think they're on the air this game. It's an ABC game, so they only go to where Fox, what the noon kickoff game, right? Got it. All right. Well, I hate that we have to pivot away from. Go ahead. No, I was just saying how Ohio State, how good Ohio State is this year. Notre Dame's number five ranked team in the nation. Ohio State's 17 and a half point favorites. Jesus. That's the separation between mm-hmm. the teams, right? And everybody else. We just don't know. Georgia Band. Notre Dame, Ohio new State. quarterback, Ohio State, Heisman front runner. Yeah, like they don't know. In the horseshoe. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The horseshoe? Yeah. Ohio Stadium. A.J. Hawks has. Right. The, field, the field has been named. Safe Light Field. Oh, congratulations. Doing business. Cool. Safe Light Repair. Safe Light Repair. Yeah. Place. Safe Light Repair. Hey, Columbus, Columbus Repair. Company. See. Well, Nate just got breaking news in the back that people will be calling that Fleshlight Field. Whoa. Well, if, no herbs, if Herbs is dot in the eye, then yeah. Ha! <laughs> 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 uh, all right. It's time to move away from college football because... You know, we are college football experts. Yeah. And we've talked enough about it already. Sure. Mm -hmm. Jackson State going to win the FCS. You're welcome. There's a prediction early. Uh, Scott Frost not going to end the season as Nebraska's coach. Why not? There's a prediction early. (laughs) And on Saturday night, 8 p.m., this dude's going to be hammered drunk, waltzing around the field like he owns the place because he's friends with everybody coaching on it, both teams. That's That's sweet. Hey, thank you for that, AJ. I'm sure I'll get a lot of good info. Are you guys wearing your rings? Are you taking that thing up around your pinky and putting it down on there? Is that what you're doing? Uh, I don't. Mine is not here <laughs> in my possession, so I don't think I will have mine. This is the only time you're allowed to wear it, right? Mm-hmm. You can wear it whenever you want. There's no rules. 
Okay, yeah, you're allowed to wear your jersey to training camp, too, and nobody will say anything. (laughs) This is one of those times where you're supposed to, right? This is one of the times. Maybe, maybe. one of these. I think it is. That's your Bob's wearing is. Why don't you put yours on, dude? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know what? I can't wait to see the guys. Did you auction it off? Are you... Hakeem Nicks got 117000 this weekend for his Super Bowl ring. Yeah, uh, It nice. is now time to continue to chit-chat about the NFL in a fashion that is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to feel the beat. Uh, feel the beat is an incredible segment in which we are able to dive into the real roots of teams, the boots on the ground, the people that cover these NFL teams closer than anybody else to let us know what's really going on down there. Joining us first, who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers, an absolute Yinzer legend, a man who kept a Rudy sub in his cargo shorts for four to five hours, rolled over on it on his bed in a hotel room, remembered he had it all. I'm going to take this down. Ate the whole thing. Lived to tell the story about it. Ladies and gentlemen, two Achilles blown, still surviving and thriving, Mark Boy. What's going on, Mark? Hey, you're forgetting they were camouflage cargo shorts. That's very Pittsburgh-like. So uh, That's because I couldn't see them. Caboli, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us here. Mitchell Trubisky, the starter. Kenny Pickett, the backup. Everybody feels good about this Pittsburgh Steelers team, you think, Caboli, after camp is now wrapped up? Nah, <laughs> not really. Whoa! <laughs> Well, I mean, first of all, the majority of the people want Kenny Pickett as their quarterback, even though Trubisky showed, at least throughout training camp in that last drive, two-minute drive, that he's probably the best guy for the job. And all you got to do is watch the offensive line for about four minutes and realize Kenny Pickett will be in there somewhere near the second quarter of the Cincinnati game because (laughs) (laughs) they still haven't gotten much better whatsoever. And then you throw T.J. Watt got injured, and he got, Johnson got injured, and yes. um, uh, that eight wins might be a d- difficult thing to come by right now. Oh, really, Mark? What was that with uh, with T.J. playing and, and guys getting some time? Was there like what was the decision behind all that? Good question. Good question. Because you know what? Last year we were. Uh, we were told numerous times by one Mike Tomlin that T.J. Watt, as he was doing his hold in, did not need any training camp, did not need any preseason games because he was one of those athletes that didn't need that thing. All of a sudden, he's in there in the second quarter of a third preseason game against the Lions getting his knee taken out by Hawkinson. So uh, I don't know which one to believe. I'm assuming here that T.J. Watt was probably in Tomlin's ear saying, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. That's nice and good, but... You know, after the third play of the game where he had a tackle for loss, I'd probably yanked him out. But now he's going to have to deal with this knee injury. Uh, we don't know how severe it is. I don't. Thomas said it wasn't that severe, but I mean, it seems like a mixed messaging here from Mike Tomlin of whether or not T.J. Watt needs to play or does not need to play. I guess he needed to play yesterday and see what happened. Well, we're going through the proper professional procedures is what uh, Mike Tomlin said yesterday in a very smooth response about putting the team together. We'll go through our proper professional procedures. I'm like, damn, this guy is such a good orator and a good speaker. And I assume if you mentioned what you just mentioned about T.J. Watt last season versus this season, 
season. He would say situations are situational. Everyone calls for it to be treated in its own fashion, which makes a lot of sense. TJ, happy he was playing or no, you think, going into the oh, game? Oh, he loved playing, of course. He, he tries course, to get out as much as he can. He's not going to shy away. But that, the, the entire defense played yesterday. Hayward was playing into the second quarter at halftime. Minka Fitzpatrick was playing, so it was pretty much a dress rehearsal uh, across the board for those guys. But, you know, sometimes you have to make business decisions and say you get out and bring in Hamilcar Rashid or whatever his name is, the backup guy right now. <laughs> the backup <laughs> guy right now. Kaboli, we're supposed to go to you to cover the team to tell us shit we don't know. I don't know. know how to pronounce his name. so I just, it, it says Hamilcar, but I don't think the name is pronounced Hamilcar. So. Kaboli, <laughs> the fuck? You sound like us. All right. Anyways, Kaboli, I, I would I would like to see Hamilcar out there. Please. Yeah. So let's see what Hamilcar's got. Right. Najee Harris has been battling a Liz Frank. Is that accurate? Is he going to be healthy for the regular season? He should be. And let me tell you something. If uh, he didn't get caught into Mike Tomlin's office before, uh, he will now because Mike Tomlin does not enjoy – players telling any sort of injury news so for him to come out yesterday and say by the way you know this foot it wasn't just a sprain it was you know it was a list frank uh sprain or whatever it was i guarantee tomlin's all down his rear end today or tomorrow whenever the next time he sees him because uh one thing he does not stand for is players telling the media injuries but he should be okay it's, it happened early in camp um, so he, he looked decent, but once again, we go back to that offensive line. There's not going to be much room for him to run. I mean, I see a lot of 10 carries, 37 yards in the. No! Gloom and doom from Kaboli. It's tough. There's just no holes. There's no holes to run. And you know how that is. If there's no holes, you're not going to get any. Yeah. I'm not going to get yards. Troy mm-hmm. fucked me over. Uh, go ahead, Tone, your question <laughs> for Kaboli. After gloom and doom, maybe bring him to light. Kaboli, open the fucking blinds over there. Let this sun in. It's okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Tone. Maybe a little more light. Mark, what the, what, where the hell was Chase Claypool yesterday? He- uh, he's been hurt. He's been hurt three separate occasions. <laughs> Here's another he was tra- fine back practicing. Yeah, he was, and he got hurt. He, he hurt his shoulder, then he re-injured his shoulder. Great. I'm not quite sure where the history of the week is this week, but he wasn't in there as well. There's about a dozen of them or so that did not play. I saw Deontay Johnson after the game. He had a sling on his shoulder. It looked too promising, but they said he should be okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, once again, Claypool, if you're in a fantasy football world, I would not um, probably draft him early in the <laughs> But just for the fact that he's been injured so much, and it's going to be a lot of catch-up for him, I think. Caboli so. uh, Pickens continues to be a dog. There's another video of him coming out, acting like he's running a route, putting a lion directly on his ass. He's still in nothing but glowing reviews. Let's get a little positivity here. Hey, uh, uh, Pickens is still a dog, right? Yeah. You know what? In my uh, true sense here, I'm going to stay with the negativity here. Because, um, you know, we got to keep these guys grounded, right? Because they, they all watch you. So, Of course. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't me. It was uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky asking, th- throwing a little dart at George Pickens after the game, saying, you know, it would be nice if you tried to catch the ball with two hands and not one. It seems like he wants to be on uh, ESPN highlight reel more often. So there was a couple occasions 
receivers tried to catch the ball with one hand and did not come down with it yesterday. Pickens was one of them. So, you know, maybe a little soft, soft tip dart that Trubisky threw. It. <laughs> you know, he got it out there, and, and Pickens, you saw the play. I mean, what do you do? You, you you press the guy, he's going to knock you on your can every single time. Yep. And if not, he's going to run by you. I still think he has tremendous upside, but he needs to learn uh, catch with two hands. Okay, I heard the Kenny chants happening yesterday in the city. That's the only thing that everybody's super high on, it sounds like, Caboli, is that yeah. Kenny Pickett's a guy? Kenny can do no wrong. If you tweet Mitch Trubisky or <laughs> Mitch Rudolph, you will get destroyed on social media, and one of two things will be absolutely sure. The avatar picture will be of Kenny Pickett, or the bio would have hashtag HT, H2P, hell to pit. Yeah, hell absolutely. I feel bad for Trubisky because the first interception or incompletion he throws week two against the Patriots in uh, Acrisure Field, he's going to get absolutely booed out of the stadium. <laughs> The guy has no chance. The, the entire stadium just comes. I mean, it gets so, it gets so bad that my brother texted me yesterday at half at second quarter and said, "Where's Kenny Pickett at? Why isn't he in the game?" I'm like, "Cause he's not Sorry, the starting son. quarterback. What do you want him to do?" Is that what That's you told your brother or what? Did you say, "Hey, you fucking Mark, dude." <laughs> he's, not- he's a pit guy, so of course he's. It's like, of course he he represents the entire region of Pitt fans. Kenny Pickett can do absolutely no wrong right now. He hasn't did much wrong, but there's a vast majority that believe that he still should be the quarterback uh, September 11th, and they're going to let everybody know. HTP, baby. H2P, I think, is what the thing (laughs) is. Nonetheless, it's all right, Cabola. You don't need to be looking at your negativity (laughs) and your mentions because it seems like it's oozing into your brain. All gloom and doom in Pittsburgh. Maybe we'll turn it around. That's what Feel the Beat's all about. That's just me, mostly. (laughs) I'm always the gloom and doom type of guy. Some people refer to me as Eeyore. I'm not quite sure what that means. Whoa. Who said that? Asshole. That's an asshole. Yeah, jeez. You know, I, you know, you know the jokes on them. I don't even know. I never watched Winnie the Pooh. So yeah, fucking yeah. losers, Idiots. ladies and gentlemen, Mark Caboli. Yeah, Mark. Oh my God, feel the beat took quite a turn here Not in Pittsburgh. Good. AJ, did you hear that? Was there a lot of negativity on your end, or was I gassing that up a little bit over here? Well, I don't. Maybe he's just trying to. You know, he knows the boys are playing very well, and he just wants to keep them, keep them humble. All right, maybe. I mean, he said he knows everybody watches down there. Yeah. So <laughs> don't want these. Not that Tomlin's doing a bad job of it, but. I need to let them know their shit ain't sweet right now. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there ain't no roses around here. This team stinks. Is that what he's saying, Tone? Well, as the last week when Ty and Connor fucking every – let's have Kaboli on the night. I said, oh, that's great. That'll be a ray of sunshine for the show. Now, he was not, by the way. No, was, it never is. Made me laugh. Though. It was all yeah. uh, Tommy nah, I thought Kern. it was hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. It was very Tommy Kern. That's all he did. you say a lot of Pittsburgh negative. people like, have similar like, oh. delivery and how they view the team? Mm-hmm. Well – we're, that's what Feel the Beat's for. Let's move to a new city, a city that we haven't been. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to once again feel the beat. Uh, AJ hasn't been able to feel the beat yet, but hopefully you'll get some feels at some point. Joining us now, uh, beat writer for the 
Tennessee Titans. Uh, Broadcast Outkick 360. He's been writing about the Titans for a long time. Whenever I was playing, this man and I got a chance to chat numerous times. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Kuharski. Yeah, Paulie! Paulie, hey, Paul, listen, this segment's called Feel the Beat, where we go to beat writers from around the league. Seems like a lot of the beat writers incredibly negative about the team that they've been following all training camp. How do you feel about the Tennessee Titans? Last year's number one AFC seed going into the playoffs. Now their odds just continue to fall. Uh, no sports books have any respect for them. What's going on in Nashville, Paul Kowarski? Well, they are not going to be the number one seed uh, by any means in the AFC. But um, they're a playoff caliber team, uh, largely because they've got a coach who knows how to find a way to win games no matter what kind of parts he's got. But they've got big questions on the offensive line and that wide receiver. Very good defense, though. And a running back, I think, who bounces back from missing half the season last year in Derrick Henry. Uh, I think people are a little hot on the Colts, quite frankly. Um, and uh, I think the Titans still have an edge on the Colts, starting with Mike Graves. Hell yeah. Go ahead, AJ. What about Malik Willis? We know he's flashed a lot, made some you know special like out-of-the-box plays in the preseason. What do people there feel like with, between he and Tannehill? Like, are people, I'm sure, were all on on board with Tannehill, but do people feel like Malik Willis might be the future someday? Yeah, starting next year. But, I mean, Malik Willis is going to uh, fade into the background now. Uh, people are hoping he'll be the number two, um, which I think would put him in position to come in in some special packages, throw some wrinkles at some defenses. Um, but Tannehill's been a good regular season quarterback here, despite, you know, he's a play-action guy that works off of Derrick Henry and can be very effective. He hasn't elevated any receivers, and he needs to do that. And he's steadily declined since 2019, last year through far too many picks. The question starts for him in January. You know, he's not as good as as this stack of great AFC quarterbacks, um, and he's been terrible in his last three playoff games. He pretty much single-handedly lost that playoff game against Cincinnati while the defense was sacking Joe Burrow nine times put him in january can he can he do enough to to win a game can he do enough to win four games no he's not going to get on a roll and win four games and and win him a super bowl so you know feel the beat is really quite a a vibe here ryan Tannehill, probably because of a lot of what you said echoes a lot of what of other people have said number one seed in the playoffs having the most amount of players i think go in rotation due to injuries and everything else wonderful coaching job by frames to get there Tannehill had to do something during the season they lose to cincinnati he 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 said he wanted to do like a dark spot, a dark space. Yeah. Has that kind of resonated? Do you think with the team? Is that how everybody felt after last year? And have you felt that in training camp for the Titans this year? Well, I think they were over it by the time training camp started, and they needed to be. You know, everybody's got to start for, you know with the with a clean slate and and uh, and wash that stuff all away. But John Robinson, the general manager, was still crying about it. Like literally, <laughs> he shed tears oh, at the yeah. combine. Uh, it took them a long time to the whole team so to get over it. I wish that they had funneled that emotion into you know producing a win with home field advantage, a game away from hosting the AFC Championship, instead of doing all the lamenting after the fact when they when they couldn't get it done given every advantage. Um, but they, they every just advantage. What was blew the it, uh, blew it away? The advantage was home field and a week of rest and. And the Bengals, who are not known for, for uh, you know, postseason success, 
and nine sacks. Again, did I mention that they sacked Joe Burrow nine times in that game? Yeah, that's incredible. Your defense showed up, obviously. Tannehill went to a dark spot. Maybe he'll come back even better. Draft a quor- uh, another quarterback in the third round. was supposed to go much higher. So I am excited to watch the evolution of the Titans. This is another Tannehill-Mariota situation. Awesome. With Malik, with how many highlights, we shall see as the season goes. You don't think so at all? No, no, he's not. He's not. Look, you've seen the highlights. You haven't seen the lowlights. The accuracy is bad. Right. He, uh, he runs too quickly. He, he's unwilling to throw. He's made progress in the three games. But he's not close to being a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that countdowns for 2023, not for October or November. All right. Can't wait to watch Malik in a year from now after another year of NFL football and NFL. Brian got came for Liberty Day. Come on. It looks good. Uh, you guys cut Brett Kern. She still have the banner outside the stadium. What's that all about? That was a money room? You know I need to go look at those banners. But he said that, you know, the day that Ryan Stonehouse showed up, he'd only seen three or four guys, uh, Pat, that hit the ball like he did, and he knew he was in for a tough competition. Buffalo, uh, obviously, looking maybe Indianapolis, better commute for him. Mm. But uh, he's going to be kicking somewhere in a couple days. Stonehouse, uh, obviously, has a massive leg. I've enjoyed watching him. He's a great athlete on the, the ball where he dropped the snap on purpose, let it hit him right in the dome, go down, <laughs> picked it up, kind of ran for a first down. But Brett Kern has been, like, automatic, literally automatic for you guys. For every game, am I wrong in misreading it? Like, he is always good for you, right? Yeah, he's been terrific. He, he did miss some games. Uh, COVID got him, and he, he had another injury or two over the last two years. But the guy's been an institution here since 2009. He played for Jeff Fisher. Now the senior most Titan, uh, Taylor Lewan, five years less experience. So uh, we're going to miss that institutional Damn. knowledge and, and a great guy who's been uh, just a great citizen of Nashville for all this time. Um, Great his son and my son played together a little bit, uh, went to school for a while together, uh, and he's going to be a Nashvilleian no matter what. So we'll certainly still see him around town, but I, I think he's going to be a commuter now to, to one of these other AFC teams probably. I actually say congrats to the Bills immediately upon it being yeah, announced because he is a ro- like he is an actual robot. The way he kicks would work in Buffalo, I think, would work in the windy conditions. I am... I'm a massive fan of Brett Kern, so I can't wait to see where he goes. And if we let Matt Hawk go after the night mm-hmm. he had the other night and we pick up Brett Kern, let's go. Yeah. I am excited about that as well. Last question for you here. He's from Buffalo, by the way, originally. Oh, oh, jeez. Yeah. Right, so. Sign sealed the letter. Yeah. I'm yours. He bombs balls. Yeah. He's a robot, too. Like, that is what you're looking for at the punter position. Like, give me a jugs machine. And that's what Brett Kern is. Last question for you here, Kowarski. Go ahead, Boston Connor. Yeah, Paul, uh, Tannehill also has two new top receivers for Tennessee. How has Traylon Burks and Robert Woods looked for him? And how long do you think it's going to take for them to have that kind of chemistry that they need? Well, Robert Woods um, has done really well coming back from that ACL. I mean, he practiced... Every day, no Veterans Days or anything like that. And the Titans are usually really cautious with somebody coming back. So that's been a good sign. But he hasn't gotten great separation on the days that he's worked uh, in team periods. So curious to see how much they can scheme to get him open. Traylon Burks up and down. Um, you know, he's not going to be A.J. Brown out of the gate. And, and letting him go, trading him and saving all that money is going to hang over this team's head until they get some explosive plays I don't see explosive plays out of this receiving core right now. So, uh, Oh, how many wins for the Titans this year? 
Uh, I'm not a big predictor, Pat, but that, I think 10-ish. Okay. 10-ish. Hey, that's good in the AFC. Sure. The AFC is going to beat each other down, I think, everywhere. Ten Tough schedule. Yeah, tough schedule for everybody. Can't wait to see what you guys do down there. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. You're the man. Stay out of those canals, Pat. All right, Paul. Stay out of political conversations. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah, me too. I smart. hate politics. Yeah, smart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Kowarts. Yeah, Paul! Hey, all those guys that go to Outkick, I have, like, <laughs> like he wants that. He's been covering the Titans for a long time, and they just signed with Outkick. I think he's on Outkick 360. And I just assume Outkick is just all politics oh, yeah. Yeah. all the time. They do have a sports wing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume they have a, a full sports wing? I assume so. But I think so. Still it's, isn't it a sports company? I don't know. Founded this one. Yeah, part of it. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. What else? What do they do? Maybe it's sports and politics together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From yeah, the right side? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it is, right? Sports and politics from the right side, and then sports politics from the other side is who they are combating all the time, right? Uh, yes. That is their, like, mm-hmm. it is the, so it is kind of the, it's, it's still the politics world, right? I think so. The company is, yeah. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of stuff without Kick that is political. Well, I mean, they have a lot. Their shit goes, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes. Clay Travis used to be, like, the big SEC, you know, guy, and now he has kind of transitioned into, like, the big politics guy. Yeah. I bet you he loves it, huh? He does yeah. a non he, – he took over radio. He does a non-sports radio show now, doesn't uh-huh. he? Yeah. He yeah. has to love it, I assume. I don't know. I assume, yeah. He put out one of the Rogers clips about the uh, – Stooge. Yes, and it – Hey, you, it's not. We're in the middle of feel the beat right now. How'd you feel about? Did you listen to him on Rogan? I haven't heard all of it. I've heard maybe half. I've heard the clips. I've seen the clips. Yeah. It looked like he was having time of his life. <laughs> Big smoke coming from those cigars, by the way. Mm-hmm. Looked like a blast. And obviously, the world will react. The world will react to this as well. It's time to continue to feel the beat. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now uh, has. Covered the Bears since 2001. Why? He's been on the beat for Chicago Tribune. He's a contributor to Molly and Hall Show Ooh. on 670 The Score. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Biggs. Yeah! <laughs> Brad, we appreciate you. And before we even get started, I'd like to let you know that Feel the Beat was a segment that was created so we could talk to beat writers to learn a little bit more about the teams that are being covered in a deeper fashion because we are just, you know, kind of stooges on the internet talking from a high level. It has turned into a massively mm. negative segment from every <laughs> beat writer pointing out all of the flaws of the team wow. that they are covering. I don't want to say I hope this doesn't go that way, but I feel like it is. How are reports out of Chicago? Justin Fields was awesome, wasn't he, Brad? I, I, I heard he was awesome. Saturday night, great. Uh, 14 of 16, 156 yards. Yeah! Touchdown. Damn. Uh, Pat, 14 completions to 10 different targets, yeah. okay? They move the ball around. Uh, Fields gets out of preseason having completed 77% of his passes. He took only two sacks, no turnovers. Holy shit. Holy hell, the Bears win the Super Bowl. Bears so fast, my friend. They've got, <laughs> but you know what? This season, for a brand-new head coach in Matt Eberflus, a first-time offensive coordinator in Luke Getze, a new general manager in Ryan Poles, it's about determining what you have in the quarterback that they invested in a year ago. Where are things going to go with Justin Fields? Can he be the guy that replaces Sid Luckman, who played slightly before 
the time you guys did. And uh, they need that quarterback solved, the position figured out in the worst possible way. We'll see. I, I think that preseason was encouraging. There were some questions in camp. The offense looked bumpy in practice, to put it nicely. There's questions about the offensive line. But you have to feel good about what he put on tape in preseason. You mentioned the offensive line. That was always the question coming into this camp, I feel like. Can Justin Fields do it? Will we have enough time? How do you feel now that they've had a full training camp in preseason about that offensive line? They're going with a lot of youth. You're looking at a fifth-round rookie in Braxton Jones out of Southern Utah at left tackle. Guys, there haven't been many day three picks that have started as rookies at left tackle in the National Football League over the last couple decades. Doesn't happen very often. They've got youth right now on the right side of, right side of that offensive line as well. So I think they want to see how that those guys uh, can grow. Obviously, Fields can protect uh, himself a little bit because he's got rare uh, athletic traits, but they need to improve. That offensive line played poorly a year ago. And you say, well, what did the GM do? Not a lot of big investments. You know, the biggest signing, Lucas Patrick out of Green Bay uh, to play center. He's out with a broken right thumb right now. $8 million uh, two-year contract. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like they poured money into the receivers either. The biggest investment there, Byron Pringle on a $4 million one-year deal. I saw a highlight of him last night, actually. Him and Travis Kelsey were celebrating because Travis was like 13 or 12 in the top 100 list. And I saw Pringle come running by, and I was like, we haven't talked about Pringle at all no. for the Chiefs. Turns out he's on the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Just learned that. That's why we do feel the beat. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. He should make the team better. Eberflus was known for being a uh, big accountability guy, kind of a hard edge guy. Everybody's going to work their asses off. This is his first time as a head coach in the NFL. What is the team like? What is the culture like with him as opposed to maybe coaching? in the past, Brad Biggs? You touched on the right word there, Pat, and that's accountability because you hear people talk about culture all the time. It's this corporate buzzword. You know you know what your, corp, your, your culture is in the locker room? It is what your record is. If you're 8 and 9, you've got real average culture. If you're 13 and 4, you've got fantastic culture. If you're 4 and 13, your culture stinks. Uh, but to me, culture is about accountability and he's holding these guys accountable and what you're seeing is maximum effort and practice i can tell you they don't practice as long as some coaches they go about 90 minutes that's about the longest practice they have but they go hard for the full 90. uh you see them playing hard in preseason so i think he is uh he's getting this thing started in the right manner and i think the players are encouraged here too they feel like they've got an opportunity to get in uh, on the ground floor here. Okay, Ty Schmidt, owner of the Green Bay Packers. Brad, the uh, defense, you know, kind of all the, the stalwart pieces have been stripped. A lot of those guys aren't there anymore. We don't necessarily know what's happening with Roquan Smith. Do you think there's more concern about the defense or the offense going into this year? About the offense. I mean, th this team hasn't had the quarterback situation figured out in forever. And, and we talked about the offensive line, and, and Darnell Mooney's the only real proven, consistent threat, I think, of wide receiver. So way more questions about the offense, but I think there are fair questions uh, about the defense. Can they rush the passer? Can Robert Quinn pick up where he left off last season when he set a franchise record for the Bears with 18 and a half sacks? You look at Robert Quinn's career history, guys, and he's been a fantastic pass rusher in the league for a long time. He hasn't put together back-to-back -back seasons of really getting after the quarterback 
since I think you you got to go back to 2013, 2014. How is he as an edge guy? They've rebuilt the secondary. Two rookies to keep an eye on, Kyler Gordon out of Washington and Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State. Those are a couple pretty good players. What about Roquan Smith? I know Ty mentioned him. Anything new? Are they? Are they like? Will they continue to talk? Is there any chance he's there after this season? The chance. Um, how does he play? They, let's see him play that will linebacker position in this scheme. Lance Briggs played that position at a very high level. Seven Pro Bowls as a member of the Bears under Lovey Smith. I think Roquan has an opportunity to be more of a playmaker in this scheme than he was in the previous scheme, but we've got to see him on the field. We've got to see him do it. They've got the franchise tag at their disposal after this season. It's a little tricky, though. That tag number for linebackers next year in 23 should be north of $20 million. If you really want to put that big of a figure on a guy who isn't uh, an edge rusher. Okay, last question here, Brad. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Brad's been covering the Bears for 21 years. Sheesh, wow. Damn. It's a long time. You know your ins and outs. Obviously, NFC North football is not easy, especially with kneecap on MCDC up there. How many wins this year, Brad, for the Chicago Bears? What do you think people would be happy with? What do you think people would be sad with? And what do you think it actually is? Happy with uh, eight. I, I think your your normal fans who aren't drinking Kool Aid uh, from you know morning to sundown, they'd probably be happy with something around five hundred. Uh, I think people would be dejected if this was a, a four win team. Uh, I think they'll probably be somewhere in the middle, uh, six wins, maybe seven if they can make some offensive gains as the season goes along. Brad, last question from Viva Lazito. Go ahead, Zito. Hey, Brad, I love the Kool-Aid over here. I think 10 wins, but uh, what do you think about the new stadium in Arlington? Uh, it's a matter of uh, when and not if. They, they want to get out of Soldier Field, oh, which uh, wasn't wasn't a great stadium when they opened it in 2003, guys. Uh, they'd like to control their own situation. That's not going to happen uh, overnight, but we could have an announcement uh, maybe before the end of this calendar year. Oh, we appreciate Ooh. that. That's what Feel the Beat's all about. You hear that positive? Yeah. Hell yeah. You hear that optimism out of Chicago? Yeah. We appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Biggs. Yeah. Yeah. He is almost here. It is right on the tip of our tongues. College football is happening. We can't wait to watch that. In the meantime, as we wait 10 days for NFL football to take place, it will be the Rams and the Bills next Thursday night in SoFi Stadium. We are jacked up. To my left, your right is College Football National Champion, Super Bowl Champion, COVID Survivor, oh. and Ryder Cup Champion, A.J. Hall. Talks to tables here at Touchman at Boston Connor. The flow is incredible. Hey, thanks, Pat. Yours is too. Look at how long it is up there. Huh? It's getting real long up here, AJ. You know what I mean? It is. You growing it out? Yeah, I think so. But I'm going to be in these middle stages here for a bit where I can't really do anything with it. You know what I mean? Put it in like a you put it in a top knot pretty soon when it gets a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. there yet though. I mean, I, it is. You're going- close though. Closer than you think. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, you can throw a hat on too whenever you're thinking like. Sure. Ah. I don't like hat on air because everybody thinks then you're trying to hide or you can't really see my face and everything like that. Yeah, but I mean, at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer, <laughs> Cowboys wears a hat it on. It is what I'm doing, and it is awesome though. You look awesome. Well, sure. Yeah, sweet. Tony, you do, Tony. Yes, <laughs> still wearing that thing. Huh? <laughs> he don't want anyone tapping into his brain and getting all of his great, uh, what else his do great ideas. Do? <laughs> Got a sweet helmet. Did you listen to Zuck on Rogan? 
I've heard little clips of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Why? He said there's new Oculus coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. theirs looks sweet. Like, there's a couple new ones. Good, like two grand. <laughs> hey, listen. He said he would dominate you in that boxing game. Okay, okay. So he's lying the whole time. That's what I thought. That. Well, he's a robot. So. Misinformation. I, I, I'm thinking about diving back into the Oculus so I don't become a full fat ass. This is what I'm going to do, AJ. You let me know if it's right. I'll intermittent fast Monday through Friday. Weekends, eat everything. Sure. That should work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Why do not? It. I think so. If you want to maintain, yeah. Look at me. There's You'll no, make gains that way. You'll be good. There's no way you can avoid what is going to happen on the weekends for the football. See, you can't. You can say whatever you want. Like there, come Sunday morning, there is no. It, it is yeah. inevitable. I'm eating Schefter's pizza. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't Sweet eat that. promo. Don't eat that. <laughs> Schefter got a fucking Papa John's. Congrats, yeah, Schefter. I don't know if that's going to make the food better, but I am yeah. pretty pumped up about it. Uh, it's hard not to dive into pizza and wings on a Sunday. Sure. It is. It's impossible. It, it really, AJ has been able to maintain the discipline and not do oh. as such, and that's why. I love pizza. You know that. Yeah, but you never eat it. You're really. You eat it once a year or whatever. I do. I just don't eat it six times a week. Yeah. No, we're just talking about Sunday. This is literally yeah, what we're talking yeah, about yeah. right now. We're talking about on Sunday. Great. Set realistic expectations. That's right. Like a lot of people, oh, I'm never going to have sugar again. Like you can't do that. Well, I was doing that for like six, seven weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> it did work and I did lose weight, but obviously immediately upon eating sugar after that, I spiked right back up to my weight. I am trying everything I can for this football season not to become a full-blown fat fuck. Yeah. I'm trying my best. The Hawk House is going to be a big part of that, AJ. Bingo. I heard that gym is going to look amazing over at the Thunderdome. We'll see. Yeah, I, what I want to do is whenever, you know, stuff takes a while, whenever you guys are all set up there, I'm going to come in and then I got some ideas once it's already set up of where I'd want to come bring in a few extra little nice. accessories. Everybody's working their ass off at the Thunderdome, I do believe. I'm not sure if they have been this entire time, but I do know now sure. there's a lot of tidying going on. We're almost finished over there. We're getting very close to Let's moving go. into the FanDuel Thunderdome. Very, very close. I mean, there is one person who might come into this particular studio and wreck everything before we move out of here for a good piece of content. Mm-hmm. So we will definitely celebrate what this place has been. But I cannot wait to get into the fucking Thunderdome, AJ Hawk. It's going to be awesome, man. I mean, I, I assume, do you go over there regularly? Um, yeah. I mean, you talk to your dad. He's there every day, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? I love texting Tim about, about everything over there. Me too. <laughs> Why? What happened? Tim's the best. I mean, Tim just, the report, you know, it's like feel the Did beat. Did he pull his gun on you? Feel the beat. <laughs> no, he, he yeah. didn't, I mean, probably, but it is kind of like, the, it's like feel the beat when I talk to Tim. Feel you know? the Thunderdome. There's not a lot of positive coming out of there. It's like, all right, boom, this happened, boom, this <laughs> happened, boom, this happened. And I'm like, all right, appreciate it. Is everything else okay? Yeah, but I mean, boom, this happened, <laughs> boom, this happened. All right, I'm going to stay out of this for another week so it doesn't bring me down because we're paying a lot of money and there's a lot of high expectations. But Tim, Sean, Everybody up there, CFO Phil, have kicked ass. It's been quite a process. Obviously, a manpower these days. There's not a lot of workers, so kind of having to piece that whole thing together. It has been uh, quite a ride, and I can't wait to get there. I did see what was supposed to be my desk from my office for the first time this weekend. Looked awesome. That can't happen. So sick. Obviously, there's what happened. It's that desk right there, basically. It's basically that desk right there. Without wheels. Hey, your desk is up there in your office. You want to go check it out? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go up there. Walked in, looked at it. That ain't my desk. Who? I assume you had like a big old custom-made desk, like with a fish tank in it or something. No, no fish tank because I don't want to take care of the water. But I would. You don't have to. I would like something that isn't a fucking IKEA put together. Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Just a little professionalism. But we'll get all that type of shit handled, and we'll be in there soon. And AJ, 
We've already announced Chuck's going to be in there weekly. Yep. yep. AQ's going to be in there weekly. Oh, yep. Hell yeah. We have more announcements too, AJ. Uh -oh. Ooh. AJ, aren't you going to be in there weekly live? D -butt. Yeah, it should be. Yeah! I am so fucking happy that AJ Hawk is going to be live in stew all year on what? Overreaction Monday? Yeah, most likely Monday. Oh, yeah! 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 We're going to call it Overreaction Monday. Oh, great name. I cannot wait. Yep. We already got graphics being built. Mm -hmm. Go. It is exciting, AJ. <laughs> I'm very, very excited about this. I'm excited to see everything going on there. I mean, football's almost here. That's crazy to think. Yeah. It is here, dude. Yeah. It's, it is it's, here. It's fucking right here. Yeah. There's like 800 players getting cut today, isn't there? Yes. Uh -huh. well, a thousand, I think. There's going to be a thousand transactions this week, mm -hmm. uh, is what Bill Belichick said. We'll have to keep our eye on that. In the first hour, Ian Rapport told us he feels that there'll be some sort of resolution or sign of resolution for the Jimmy G thing within the next 36 hours. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because the league year – wait, when does the league year start? No, tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So it has, something has to happen by then. We don't Allegedly. know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Because what if they keep him? Then, oh, is that the resolution? They're going to keep him on the team until they think they can get rid of him and get a better trade? And if they let, let him go, it's like, okay, they'll let him go. We got a new saga here for Jimmy G. Is that what he meant by that? Or he's just assuming that there'll be something to talk about tomorrow? But how are they going to keep him, though? Like, are they really going to just eat $20 million no. and then – you know, release him after they play Seattle week two. It like, makes no sense. None of it makes sense. Schultz, our guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's he say? Starbucks. They can't touch Quill's peach tea. No, no, no. Who can? They Hold cannot. On. They cannot touch Quill's peach tea. <laughs> no they can. way. Their peach iced tea is going to become a regular until we move out of here. Yeah. Really? It's top notch. Delicious. Delicious iced tea. It's a big boy. I think it's like 16, 20 something yeah. ounces. Mm -hmm. They pour it right to the top. Ice cold. Oh, my God. Perfect amount of peach to the tea ratio. Ooh. I would recommend... Never mind. I don't do that anymore. No, so why would I recommend it? What do you mean? College, I got like addicted to using peach vodka and iced tea. What? And then you know how much vodka's in there because the amount of peach taste. And it was the perfect like spring-summer treat. Oh, okay. You, there was numerous... Springs and summers in Morgantown, where you not see me with an actual jug of peach vodka and iced tea in there. It was delightful. And I think that's why I like the quote so much. Every time I take a sip, it's like almost a little nostalgia. <laughs> oh. Spring in Morgantown. And the taste buds just start going, oh, we're back. We're having a good time. We are back in the good time of the year. It's like, yeah, we are. Thank you, Quills. Ty and I went over there this morning. Yes, Saw we did. the coolest looking dude of all time. Again. He gave us the greatest peach tea. What a morning we had. I love Quills. It, that really is. I mean, you know, you kind of have to temper like the, the excitement for getting into the Thunderdome and the realization that I'm not going to be getting my peach iced tea from Quills every morning anymore. It's difficult. I had to fight through the menu to find what I needed, but I knew that that place, with the way they run, with the people that are running it, that I would find something I would love in there. Turns out, it's fucking peach tea. Mm -hmm. It's on the side menu. Got to find is. it. Got to look side down menu. Yep. Yeah. This place sounds like it stinks. I'm just going to be honest. <sighs> I've been over there you? once. It problem? just doesn't sound fun. Hey, I know nothing about a place. It stinks. <laughs> exactly. I've heard, I, I know plenty about it. I know their scones. <laughs> they serve cow's milk. If you really wanted it, you probably. could probably get it. I think they actually, in the back, have a... Yeah. They got udders you milk in the back. Yourself? That's pretty authentic. I don't think you milk it. No, I think they have somebody that... Milks that's it. the next step after handcrafted cocktails. That's the next one. Just like you, you milk the, you put the milk in your coffee straight from the cow. Thanks, Larry. It's like the Flintstones 
when um, you know how the animals are actually there to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're going to get back to, almost the Stone Age, where the cows are going to be standing in spots at little coffee shops, and you have to walk up see. You got to eyeball which cow probably's got the best tit milk, mm-hmm. and then you go up to it and go, "I want this fat one." And then you're out of there. Well, I do love farm to table, so I'd be on board with that. I don't think it's going to happen at Quills, though. I don't think it's going to happen over here. I don't know where they put the cow. It's going to smell good. That place is so nice. It is. Yeah, you got about two weeks left, and then you know we'll never be there ever again. I'll still talk about the glory days of that yeah. peach tea, though, because it is fantastic. Oh. Now, Schultze said that uh, they're planning on keeping Jimmy G till after week two so he doesn't play for Seattle is what he alluded to. Do you really think they care that much? Uh, Schultze, Schultze's the insider. Okay, you – you think Schultz is full of it? No, I Watch don't, but I'm just Schultz. saying, like, yeah. is it that big a deal if he goes and plays for the Seahawks, for the Niners? Yeah. Like, if it is, why don't they just fucking keep him and play him? Like, it, it, yeah. if they're going to pay him that much money, why is Trey Lance on a rookie deal and you can't just, you know, wait? Yeah, because Aaron sat, what, three years? Yeah. Three yeah. years. You can. He just went to the NFC Championship. You can't just have him wait a little longer. Is that going to make him worse? But he hasn't been there, though. Like how they already started it, though, with Jimmy doing his own thing on the side field and saying this is Trey's team. Now it feels like, hey, we, we've gone this far. We can't keep him now and bring him back into the fold. Shanahan's win-loss record is like 39-42 and 42 or something. Like yeah. It's not, it's it not, is not good. No. As I saw that stat, I just assumed Shanahan, great coach, this fucking guy, been in the Super Bowl. He's won with everybody. They went to the NFC Championship. Like I just was like, oh, Shanahan, great coach. He's lost. In forever. Then in that one preseason game, they put up his fucking record, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that is a fireable record. Like yeah. that is that is a fireable record." Now they've been kicked out of their stadium one year. Yep. Jimmy G got hurt. They're playing like the four-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of excuses for why the loss column is the way it is. But still, do you think Shanahan and Lynch feel a little bit of heat that they have to play this guy that they traded for? That's why Trey Lance is automatically going to be the starter this year, and they're choosing not to and have chose not to at all ride out another year of Jimmy G, even though everybody likes him? Yeah, but, I mean, if that's the case, then, like, why not wait until you know that the guy that you traded for is going to be unbelievable as soon as he goes in instead of being like, hey, he's got to get reps now. If we don't put him in now, he's not going to be good. Like, he's still very young. Joining us now is the man behind the rumor of keeping Jimmy G until at least week three. Uh, so he doesn't end up in Seattle. Ladies and gentlemen, insider for the insider, our friend Jordan Schultz. Yeah, Jordan! Hey! You had a quills? Is that a quills? Oh, whoa, whoa. No, I, I, I was walking the streets in New York. Oh, no, and, I, and I got I got the call. Come on on. So let's go. Let's Woo! go, Schultz. I appreciate you yelling in whatever New York uppity store that is. Oh, flip it. Go, go, we got the Hawks. Is that your store? Do you own that place? I'm in. I'm in an apartment. <laughs> All right, Schultzy. All right, hey, Ooh. I want to let you know I love your life. Okay, <laughs> you're going to check out Serena Williams' last ride over at the U.S. Open. I'm right going now, right? tonight. I'm going tonight. Yeah. Okay, Schultzy. Boots on the ground. Let us know the energy. Let's talk a little bit about what you reported though about Jimmy G maybe being with the Niners until Week Three. Is that a lean? Is that a feel? What are you talking about? And how do you see it working? Who's telling you this stuff? Um, well, that's good. Yeah, we're going to get the shot. So, when I was Mickey told. Mickey Mantle's glove? Yeah. It, no. What I was told when we <laughs> last spoke, fellas. Is that Mickey Mantle's <laughs> fucking glove over your right shoulder right there? No, Ichiro. Oh! Legend! Bro, that dude's just fucking slapping balls. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Player of our what generation. What a legend, dude. What an absolute stud. Could still play if he had to. Oh, 100%. yeah. 
He went in full costume right to throw out the opening yeah. pitch. Yeah, fucking 95 yes. right down Whatever the middle. Just got inducted. Hey, that's sick, man. Go play catch with that. You'd probably get another one tomorrow if you had to. You're fucking Schultzy. But what are you talking about with his Jimmy G and them being scared to release him because they don't want him to go so, to Seattle? Yeah, so what I was told when we last spoke, fellas, was that basically the Niners wanted to find that happy medium and try to trade Garoppolo during the season to actually get value for him from a team that needed a quarterback. Maybe someone was struggling, someone gets hurt, but that's what John Lynch, that's what his preference was. Subsequently, that's why he has not been released. That's why he has not been traded yet because they haven't been, haven't been able to find a partner. And now you start to think about 24 hours from now, the 4 p.m. deadline, what does that mean? If they keep him, they got to pay him 20, it's a $25.5 million cap that they would either have to insure or they would be able to say, we don't need that anymore. You're free. Go ahead. You're released. Um, he is ready to go week one. And what I was told was that basically John Lynch, the worst case scenario for them is for him to go to Seattle because he doesn't want Jimmy to have all that information, even if he's not able to play week two. But remember, the Niners play the Seahawks week two. That's That's been something in John Lynch's ear. Um I think the bigger picture here is how they stand with Trey Lance. Because if they actually didn't believe that Trey Lance wasn't the guy, then they could then they could move forward and say, you know what, we have a Super Bowl caliber roster. Let's go with Jimmy. Because even though that is a lot of cap, they can afford it. They could do it. That's how much they believe in Trey Lance. And when the, when I last talked to San Francisco two days ago, I said, where was Trey Lance when you drafted him, and where is he now? And the thought was, when we drafted him, he had basically played 11 games at North Dakota State. The, the progress he has made over the last year and a half or two years is incredible. And under Kyle's system, the, you're going to see some single wing. It's going to be pretty basic. They'll take their shots down the field. But it's going to allow Trey Lance to be comfortable and work into it. Okay, so Jimmy G wouldn't stick around. They're moving on to Trey. Do you think Seattle definitely in the market for Jimmy G if he becomes available? And what do you think Jimmy G does, Schultz? Well, they've talked, but Seattle, like many other teams, doesn't want to make the trade because they feel they can get him for much less uh, and not giving up a pick after the after the deadline. Um, Seattle felt like when they. When they, when they brought in Drew Locke, they, they wanted Drew Locke to win that job. He did not win that job. And Pete Carroll said as much by saying, listen, Geno, uh, he's earned it. Part of that is the comfort level that Geno has with the system having been there a few years. They liked that him and DK vibed last season. But they wanted Drew Locke to win the job. They also know that Geno being on a one-year, given his history, is not the future of the organization. There is value for them to go out and sign Garoppolo they believe, the Seahawks do, that they're going to be competitive in the NFC West. I don't know if that's true, but if you were to bring in Garoppolo, who's not without his faults, but is a legit top 20 quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl, who's been to, who's been to an NFC championship, that's where you see that. I know they have talked, but they have not gotten far in trade talks. Jordan, what happens, though, if they get, they cut Jimmy G, he's out there in Seattle. Like, is Seattle the only suitor, or where else could you see him possibly going? Is there a surprise team that may jump up and try to get him? Teams that I've talked to uh, believe that there's three or four other clubs that could potentially uh, make a move. I heard Tennessee, but that was about a week ago before Malik Willis had a pretty good second preseason game. Um, I heard Cleveland because, obviously, Deshaun's not going to play till week 12. That, to me, makes the most sense. 
And then the team, the wild card team, was the Jets. Um, you know, Joe Douglas obviously has Zach Wilson there. He drafted him. Um, he's going to be out about another month. I think we'll have to see how Flacco plays against the Ravens and what the status is of of the of, of Wilson's uh, high ankle sprain. But ultimately, if I had to rank those in terms of best fits, I would probably go Cleveland, Jets, Tennessee, whereas, whereas Seattle is like this ultimate wild card. Um, depending on, on how things shake out these first few weeks. Connor, but, for Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. it sounds as though Brian Dable wants to fire everybody that's playing for him or release them. Uh, could you see Jimmy G going there maybe? And also, do you think that they're going to make some moves before week one or even before tomorrow? You mean you know you mean Dayball doesn't love what he's seen from Kenny Galladay? Well, Schultz, he just no, fucking answered. Come on. <laughs> Don't need you burying Kenny Galladay, all right? That's- I'm not burying him, but Dayball said we're all competing. You know, I, um, so when I, Terod Taylor is going to be okay. He obviously had a real scare yesterday, was carted off the field, came back in street clothes. I was told yesterday and then again today that his long-term prognosis is good. Uh, Daniel Jones has played pretty well in the preseason. Not great, but pretty well. And I think that's a really interesting uh, point in terms of the Giants because they have pretty much done everything they can this season to set up Daniel for success. They've revamped the offensive line. They obviously, you know, they draft Evan Neal. They have Thomas now. They're bookending those. They have Saquon. Uh, they obviously bring in Thibodeau. They, they've really tried to give him weapons. And I think when you think about what Garoppolo could mean to that offense if Daniel didn't have a good start, it is feasible. But right now, from everything I've been told, fellas, is that Dayball wants to make it work with Daniel Jones. And and really, if you think about his relationship with Josh Allen, obviously Jones is not Josh Allen, but what? he had so much success with the young quarterback there, he believes he can replicate it to a degree. We're talking to Jordo Schultze, uh, live from a New York penthouse in which... No, I'm on the ground, bro. You can see it. Floor house. You got a little basic-ass street. <laughs> close to Epstein's own spot? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, that was uh, no. He was upper, upper east. So he's. Oh, so you know. Where are you at? Where are you at? You you seem to be in a I'm, nice part of town. I'm in the West Village, which is uh, a little. Oh shit! Oh, my God! Oh fuck, dude! Damn! <laughs> Talking to Jordo Schulte live in the West Village. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the apartment he is currently sitting in is ten to fifteen million dollars cash. <laughs> yeah, damn! If you need to buy it, and he deserves it. This son of a bitch is a worker. Mm-hmm. That Nitro glove is I worth ten to fifteen. Oh, listen, he's getting upset about it. <laughs> don't, hey, don't blow down the walls over there. There's going to be artifacts found there. Yeah. Uh, show- you, know, you know what they call me when I go to the free throw line in high school? They would, they would chant Little Latte. Oh, <laughs> that's yes. It's a lot better than what fucking BYU was chanting this weekend oh, at that whoa, football whoa, game. Whoa. Hey, listen. That How's that happen? That can't happen. 20, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyways, let's move on. That doesn't involve Schultze. We'll cover that after this. Okay. How's that happen? Just nobody said anything. Ridiculous. Yeah. Right. In Multiple the times they said. In oh, yeah. public. Isn't that like uh, automatic? That was automatic. Yeah. Smack that person. That was at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, right? That was at BYU. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that stadium, right? It was a volleyball. Is that arena? Arena. Oh, arena. I mean, arena. Yeah. But why did it keep happening? Why wasn't that? Why were they removed? That's what we're saying, Schultz. All of us are very confused by the whole thing, and we hate that it happened. But it seems like in 2022, that's an immediate. Uh, yeah, 
You're never allowed to come back to a game. Mm-hmm. It, let's. This isn't Schultz's bread and butter. You know what it is? Where's Lamar's contract at, Schultz? When's that thing? Is it is the next ten days? Obviously, he doesn't want to continue to no- negotiate into the season. How do you see that thing going? I don't think fifty-fifty. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think it's going to happen before the season. Um, oh, what? What? Basically, basically, what I've said all along with this is Lamar. I, I believe wants. To, or deserves to get paid, I believe John Harbaugh and the staff want to pay him, the front office. The issue is that Lamar Jackson saw what Deshaun got from a guaranteed standpoint, and he wants that plus another dollar. So he wants to have the most guaranteed money ever. He saw what Kyler Murray got, 46.1 second only to Aaron Rodgers. Lamar, to me, the reason I say I think he'll get it, even if it's not right now, fellas, is because he has been such a model citizen. You never hear about him, anything bad off the field. He's totally locked in. He put on 20 pounds of muscle. They, they asked him to get a little bigger, get a little stronger. He did it. He's only 25 years old, so he's still a very young quarterback. Damn. And, again, he's really – they built that entire offense around him. Everything they have done from a draft standpoint, even this year, going out and get Tyler Lindebaum in the first round of center, that revolves oh, around Lamar's success. So I don't think he's going to get it within the next 10 days. But I do believe he'll be a Baltimore Raven for the next decade plus. Jordo, huh. I saw um, McEnroe talking to Greeny this morning about the U.S. Open and Serena and her kind of last dance type of situation. Do you think she's going to win that the whole thing? Yeah, absolutely, minus three hundred right now. I know that's her. That she's dominated there, twenty three opens, and um, I don't think she's going to win it. Jeez. My my prediction is Coco, and the reason I say that is because. Well, there's a little synergy here. Coco's first time she ever made money uh, was when she literally was acting as a young Serena Williams in a commercial. And it was for Delta Airlines. And I loved, I read about this, and I love the synergy here. I've been saying for the last two years that Coco's going to win the U.S. Open by the time she's 20. She's almost 20. She's a year or two away. So I'm going to go Coco Goff. What do you guys think? Serena's winning, you fucking asshole. Come there's on. A, she got a cover of every magazine. To, no, she's but gonna... She hasn't been playing very well. and I just, Oh, I Schultze. It's this is the U.S. Open, dude. She's due. What do you think this is, Schultze? All these yup events, is it something in there? Like, who will you go sit by? The founder of football? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> who will be at these things? These are high-end, right? You know, there are high-end versions. You can go to the boxes. I prefer to sit GA. Common people. Oh, okay. common man. Oh, general I, admission, huh? You got to get on TV. Yeah, I'm going to send you video of where I'm sitting tonight, and you're going to be like, "He's that's great. That's great. Man of the people. Right, we're proud of you, Schultz. Oh, baby, Schultz. Thank you, Schultz. Uh, when do I get to come to Indy? What's that? When do I get to come to Indy to the new studio? Well, you come check out Quills. They got this peach tea. <laughs> oh, man. look out. You taste it, it Schultz. so good. You guys yeah. should end up Bad in Starbucks news. the next yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If I hear about Quills one more time, <laughs> I might throw this football and it's freaking eat your own glove. No! Oh, no! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Schultz. Hey, it's time for one thing and one thing alone. After hours, pal. <laughs> not a bad day. Not no, not at all. We went into the show with rap booked. Yep. A star, A lister, maybe sure. possibly. Mm-hmm. Then while we're live, Kaboli, Kuharski, 
and Biggs yeah. all hit us back. And it's like, all right, we do feel the beat, I guess we're going to do. Then Schultz from his penthouse sure. out of in New York walking down the street. And then NFL Films footage. Not a bad Not Monday, a bad. AJ. We did it. Where does Schultz usually live most of the time? Uh, wherever. wherever. He's got he islands. Yeah. Bi-coastal? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Hops on a bird, flies back and forth, goes to Seattle, gets some information, flies down to San Fran, asks them what's up, mm-hmm. and then goes to New York to watch the U.S. Open, walk down the street, go to one of the apartments he owns. Yeah, exactly. Got one on every other block. How nice was that apartment? Oh, my God. You kidding me? Oh, this, this shithole? What are you kidding me? Yeah. It's on the okay. floor. Actually, this is not This is our like guest apartment. <laughs> He's like, I only have, I only have a three-car garage underneath this one. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't judge him. That's not his fault. No, no not at all. No. Hats He's off. off to him. Yeah. Actually, respect too. Yeah. Like if you have that kind of money, like I would have a fucking Ichiro game worn glove. Yeah. I'd wear it sitting. Yeah, at yeah. all times. Also, yes. wouldn't it be uh, insider <laughs> for the NFL because it's the most difficult, you know, thing to do. Yeah, I'd be hanging out. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I'd be hanging out. Quills coffee. Yeah, running the yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> what did the other team call him? Small latte, yeah, little latte, little latte, little latte. That's a lot better than what those fucking BYU kids were chanting. Christ, what is the deal? Was it, it multiple kid, multiple people, or who was it? it? Do we know? It sounded like it was multiple people. I mean, I can't believe there hasn't been a video that has surfaced yet from yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I guess nobody takes videos in the Mormon religion, or sure. not nobody takes video of that whole thing. I'm not 100 sure, but just when it was first reported, I was like. Okay, I wonder what they were saying. Then it came out that they were saying, you know, I don't know how how that got. I don't know how yeah. that was the thing, AJ. I don't right. I don't go to a lot of games, right? I go to the Colts games, but it's so many people. I don't go to like gym arena games as often as I should. It's pretty obvious who's talking too, right? In those things. Uh, yeah, if you're in a gym, I would imagine yes, you can hear. Except if someone is. It was when this girl was serving, correct? So yeah, I don't think people Probably are cheering people when someone's like, serving. They're no. quiet for a second. And this guy's, yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't know how the person stayed in the gym. What'd you say, Azito? Uh, they just said they, they banned a spectator. Yeah. So, so it was one particular mm-hmm. spectator that was doing it. But I think everybody, as it was happening, was like, hey, Brother Jake needs to yeah, someone get not do guy. what he's Bingo. You know what I mean? I thought Multiple we were all times. brothers in Christ here. Like, you'd think someone, you know... That in 2022. And then, you know, the AD, just an absolute robot, reading that statement. What did you say? I didn't see that. So he gave oh, a statement bad. where he had a post, post-it note, um, uh-huh. reminders to himself on his left hand. Mm-hmm. The first time he looked down there, he came back up with this magical line. I am your athletic director. <laughs> so, all right, that was number one. All right. We are here. His little, it was... The whole situation, I don't know how it happens in this day and age, but we'd like to let everybody know, if we were around, probably a smack or two in a mouth. Yeah, yeah. cracking schools. Can't have it. Can't have it. There's no way. There's no way. I, uh, do you know anybody that you know that would sit in a place no. and see that and be like, oh, okay, and just ignore it? 2022. Well, that's what I'm saying. No like, I, I, not, that doesn't make – I understand there are humans out there that think like that, Okay. There's always going to be fucking assholes. There's always going to be those people. That needs to be known. Okay? There, there, we will never get to a point where it will be 100% of yeah, no hate. all over the place. We know that. Yes, forever. But in 2022, you would assume that the greater group would be like, hey, that ain't how like life works. Not even 2022. Let's, you would hope going back in time. But the fact that neither coach did anything. Isn't there a ref sitting up there on the yeah. yeah. A ref didn't do anything. The officials for the schools had to be there, right? Isn't there always somebody that travels? Yeah. And they just sat back and were like, oh, that's 
that's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty good. Like, how did that, how does it continue? If the person, if the person was just yelling, like, insults to the person, if they were saying, oh, you're terrible, you suck, I think someone would even stop them then. Well, BYU college, especially. What are we doing? Yeah, because I believe, and this is just from one conditioning session with Austin Cauley, mm-hmm. when Mitt Romney was almost president, yep. I wanted to know what potential president believed in. So one conditioning session, me and Austin Cauley, 30 minutes, he gave me the breakdown as best he could in that particular 30 minutes into what the Mormons believe. I believe the Mormons believe, and this might be wrong, so I will be corrected, I assume, from a Mormon who is not Amish. They do have electricity. They would see this. They try to live how Jesus lived. So everything that isn't like uh, right is a... um, What's something that is like... Uh, a stimulant? Uh, no, like baiting you. Like, uh, a temptation? A temptation. temptation. So everything's a temptation. Jesus wouldn't give in to those temptations. So like everything is a temptation, basically. And you're taught to not give in to the temptation. This is how we're supposed to live. So there's no way that Jesus, who might be black, by the way, if you sure. go back in and really look into it, would be like, yeah, that's cool. So the thought of just... Uh, being religious and being nice and not wanting to say something, that's just not real at all, I don't think. So none of it makes sense to me on how it took place numerous times and nothing happened. to. I just don't I don't get it at all, AJ. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, was I didn't say, believe it at first. I was going to say, BYU is not like a regular institution either. Like every student has to sign an honor code. Like when yeah. you go there that says like, hey, I won't like, you know, that's predicated won't upon have sex. being. You get caught, you're booted. Yeah, exactly. Not, you can't have sex, caffeine, that kind of stuff. I'd assume there's something in here about, you know, like not being a piece of shit and, you know, just. Like the biggest. Right. We have a picture of the arena, I believe, that the uh, Go Cougs love Ooh. you. Yeah. So how many people did actually hear it then if there's that many people there? You can talk into the mic, yeah. So there was a lot of people actually doing it. Uh, Duke only what? caught one person, and then they made the example of the person. And it wasn't even a student. It was like a, someone that was there as a spectator, and they were like openly making threats as well along with the slurs. What? So how do you? How does that person even just sit through the entire thing? Beat the piss out of that person. Yeah. yeah, kick the fuck. Yes, whatever. But how did they not get him removed immediately? I don't understand. I don't. Mm-hmm. And who is it? Someone's got to identify this person, right? Well, it's Brother Jake. Yeah, Son of a bitch. No, I don't know. I have no idea. I assume it's a white dude, though. We can all. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's safe to say. It's a white man. Golly. Well, it's like Utah, too. Like, I mean, we've seen in the NBA with Russell Westbrook. Like, there, it's not as if the Utah fans have had a great, you know, reputation. All right, let's go to the phones. Whatever the case, we apologize that anybody has to experience that in the world of sport. Uh, we are all about talking shit. Hey, everybody listens to this show. Yeah. This guy fucking stinks. That guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, we are 100% okay with shit talk. We like, you know, rabid fan bases. I like hard environments to play in. But that type of stuff, come on. Can't do it, AJ. Not race, race never should play a role in any of those kind of situations. Because you make all sports look bad. And sports are one of the great, like, honest unifiers. Sports is one of the greatest unifiers in the history of the world. You can go back through everything. When there was world wars taking place, sports were still something that everybody was agreed upon. That is still to this point, to this day, what it is. So we can't have it, AJ. Can't fucking have it. Let's go to the phones. Hopefully they find this person. Sounds like they did. I don't think it's that difficult, right? Yeah, no. suspend if they banned one person how did, from all oh, those okay. people. How's there no videos? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, is this championship here? Can we zoom in on some shit? We gotta find somebody no that was there and heard it. Can we zoom in on that little screen up there on the right? This has to be early That's in not, the season. 
BYU twenty four twenty three against Utah. Oh, so that's BYU Utah there. Texas. Yeah, Texas. Or Texas? Texas. Yeah, and this was against yeah obviously Duke. So yeah, this isn't from the game. I'm just no. trying to see what game this was. If they had like championship or something on mm-hmm. there, that it was. Is it always this packed out? I wonder. Well, I it's like a great venue. I think there's a video of um, the girl from Duke serving, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was packed out. But I think it's early in the season. I don't think it's the championship. Got it. It's called a Smithfield House, which is obviously because of Father uh, okay. Joseph. Yeah, I believe. Nice. John. Did he he cut the gold off the? Is that a sponsorship deal? I uh, no. I think yeah. I think so. Uh, George Albert Smithfield House. Uh, they cut some gold off of the gold plates mm-hmm. and just gave them that and said, "Gold doesn't depreciate. We want the fucking field the seats out. five thousand. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> they played three games so far this year, or three matches, whatever. All right, they can depreciate. Though, They're at number right? seven in the country. Okay. Gold doesn't. Gold BYU's number seven in the country. So they wow. they, they beat Duke. Yeah, who won? They're three and zero. So so they not. Uh, uh, that makes it so much. Come on. Volleyball is a great sport. I fucking love volleyball. It is. Watching it live is awesome. Yeah, awesome Olympic sport to watch every year. Oh, I like playing it. It's great, AJ. I like I like two-on-two sand volleyball. Also yeah. awesome. You know, AJ, when you go for that spike, bro, it's like you're pulling a bow and arrow. Okay? Oh, is that the proper form? Yeah, and then you bang up over top of that thing. All right, AJ? Point at that son of a bitch. Pull the arrow. Bang! Right down. All right, AJ? Noted. Yes, I will make sure I do that next time. They got it in, in So Nintendo. what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you oh, doing? Like a bow and arrow. Guys, you're saying four, four. Feed me four out here. Put it high on the fucking candy cane, by the way. I'm climbing, please. You go around. Boom, two feet jumping. AJ, you yep. a two-foot jumper? Oh, absolutely. I'm only a two-foot jumper. You turn that left foot in front straight sideways, and then you are whoo, through the sky as you're jumping. Both hands, two ball. Bow and arrow. Snap that zombie straight down. That's volleyball. That's good volleyball, AJ. This makes me want to play either pool volleyball or, or beach volleyball. I might go try to find a game tonight. You should, probably, you should try to play in a gym. If It's the yeah. best. I like being able to dive and not have to dive on a basketball court. No, yeah, that makes it even better. You fucking pancake on that thing. He, he can dive, get act somewhat close and be like, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, just wear your elbow guards. I like you two on two. Play. Two yeah. on two is better because if I play like the five on five, six on six, I'm running all over the court trying to hit every single ball. So that's why I like two on two. I don't want to stay in my position. Uh, well, six on six, you all have jobs. You know, like yeah, I don't. You- that, I don't like that. That's boring volleyball when it comes to. Okay. For myself, at least personally, I'm not saying it's bad, but I like respect two on the two. game. Two on two, though, they can just serve it to the same person every time. Yeah, no, they can't because I'm running and hitting that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean? If my partner is not bringing it, then guess what? I will be all over that court. Yeah, but you know, like whenever they do this behind their back, they're like, "Hey, serve it to the fucking shit bag." Yeah. Right <laughs> Good luck. There. Good luck, buddy. I'll, I'll figure it out. What are you doing? You're going to jump up over the net and block a serve? Is that what you're going to do? Well, no, I'm just going to go dig it out, and then my partner's going to set me up, and I'm going to spike it right down their face. Okay, so let's say you were good at spiking. You. Let's say you were. Okay. I'm assuming you are because you're a great athlete. I'm also. I'm not just going to spike it. I'm going to mix it up too and have little touch, little touch passes over their head when they just when they think, oh, this guy's going to spike another one on us. Oh my God, bro. AJ, let's go. I mean, just let's play. You got to have soft hands out there, AJ. Oh, I got very soft hands. You know that. You saw me around the green. Is there a net in the? uh, You are a great runner. Yeah. Uh, We can have one in. I think. On the on the court. Yeah, I think we could. Yeah. Yeah, Volleyball is a fun game to play, man. Yeah, it's a great game. Great game. I love it. 
They have it in the new Nintendo Switch Sports. It's actually very fun to play. Favorite sport I played in high school, for sure. Probably because I took it the least serious, but we were very good. <laughs> good team, too. Good vibes. Great strategy. Oh, I love it. Let's not judge the sport by those assholes. Sure. That's right. Game either. Let's go to the phones. Hey, did you watch the Tour Championship yesterday? I saw a real little bit. I know Rory won, though, right? How many, how many million? 18. Ooh. Rory was awesome. Six back, is that right? Yes. Rory was awesome. Scheffler had a terrible round. I think it was like plus three or plus four yeah, on a day. He had a very bad round. But watching Rory kind of work was awesome. And especially with the way the season went, him being the face of the PGA alongside Tiger, him winning the Tour Championship and winning $18 million, $82 million less than Tom Smith's signing bonus sure. to go yeah. play at Live, was a awesome, awesome moment. And I even gave a tweet out that said like, hey, Thank you to the golf world for getting me through a lot of summer Sundays. You know, I, obviously, as the weather got incredibly, excruciatingly hot, you couldn't just go hang out outside during this summer. Sundays, for me, a lot of watching of golf. I enjoyed it. It's why we mocked live. Like, yep. hey, you can't have your last day be on Saturday. For sure. Everybody spends their Sunday watching these guys go to work. Rory winning, it's fantastic. But shout out to all the golfers for a hell of a golf season. Yeah. Thank you, Jalen. Thank you, golfers. Thank you for everything, and congrats to Rory. And I can't wait to see the future of the PGA here as they do stadium shit and more money purses and everything. It's going to continue to crush, and the golf competition will continue. WWF, WCW. Yep. We have the attitude era happening right now in the middle of golf and it's good for the fans ratings have gone up for both parties that's all you can really ask for aj competition is always good now you could say they're diluting the field and all this stuff and taking away from the tradition and history yeah i'm sure you are but it, money has already gotten much better for the pga tour players because of this other tour yep concur completely and he'll never do it but could you imagine if rory goes hollywood hulk hogan next year and goes to live <laughs> spray paints the beard yeah Oh. Spray paints the beard. Oh. I mean, now that the Fed's Cup is over, though, I assume a lot of players are going to live now because yep. that was this the time they were waiting. Uh, Mark yeah. Madden, I think, gave a prediction of seven more players going to live, is what he said on a tweet. Really? It's I don't know what he that. knows or if he's just guessing what everybody else is saying, but I think he said seven more golfers. <laughs> At least. Could see there ten. was a guy, uh, Sam Burns, who – or was it Sam Burns or Calm? Calm? Calm. Calm Young. Calm, Calm Young. Young, sorry. Stand. Uh, who was what second at the British Open or the Open? Sorry, uh, who said the that he was going to go to live, but the changes that the PGA made, he so he's staying. So already making live coming on made golf better for these guys already. I think AJ, we have said this. We didn't like that the only people being attacked for benefiting from a never-ending pit of money from Saudi Arabia were the athletes. Okay, I think that was our entire take. Was hey, if we're going to get mad about this. Let's continue to open our eyes and see where bad money potentially is everywhere. And instead of celebrating everybody else that does it, you know, let's also bury them like we've buried the athletes who are benefiting from life-changing money from a country that we do not want anybody to accept anything positive from. Now, we've already talked about all the different companies that have investments from Saudi. We've already obviously chatted about our government doing a deal with them. We've already chatted about how hypocritical it is just to be mad at the golfers as opposed to everybody else. That was our take. But I like the fact that the PGA Tour answered the bell. They have. We didn't know what they would do. Like, I still want to know what's coming from the PGA Tour. They're going to continue to have to come up with more money and different cool events to get people engaged and also make sure some of these young guys coming up 
some young studs that we don't know about yet don't go to live right away and try to come to the, make sure they go to the PGA Tour. Yeah, a little $10 million bonus to come over. Young guys get a, like a minor league type start mm-hmm. for them. I mean, that affects everybody. Yeah. What will the future of golf look like? We shall see. It's going to be a big time offseason. Man, it's great holding this ball. <laughs> it is great. We need to turn that Jesus vegetable farm. Mm-hmm. Up there at the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. Sure. The graveyard. Into Frankie's Beach Pit. Because he said that. he'll take care of the sand. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, Frank come? said he would take care of the sand. Nick Let's said, go. Nick said, you, you got beach volleyball there? He's like, who's going to take care of it? I will. All right. Perfect. Frankie's Beach. Here we go. That'll be awesome. Yep. Can't wait. Can't wait. Are you going to come play, AJ? Oh, every Monday. Yeah. I'd love to play. Yeah. Nick's going to be out there raking it every single day. Well, Watch out for syringes. What? Well, we. I, I thought mean, this is Frankie's Beach. Yeah, it is, but sometimes they slip through the cracks. The homeless people like to go yeah. do stuff. There's no homeless people up there. Ain't no homeless people up there. John yeah. McAfee ain't getting pooped on either. They'll find their way. <laughs> we'll bring Coach Nolenberg out here, too. He'll give a He's little He's still session. alive. Who? Your uncle. He's not my uncle, but I watched Running with the Devil as well. You, yep, you watch it? Yeah, I finished it. Me too. Huh? That guy's what? a menace, bro. He's a menace. I mean, jeez, for a guy that, man, invented the whole antivirus situation for the computers to be so wild and just, I don't know. Credit to the filmmakers for putting themselves in the danger zone. You talk about the cameraman, my guy? Yeah. He was the man. As soon as he showed up on the screen the first time, I started crying laughing, this guy. I'm going to go make some more coffee. I'm going to go in the middle of his answer. I'm coming back. How about the lady's, like, uh, cousin or uncle, whatever, like, just being the best lawyer? In the area, whatever, like in the know former uh, yeah, exactly. state attorney or whatever, <laughs> yeah, her great uncle, yeah, that's wild. The thing that really got me is if all these people that were chasing him were chasing him, they would freeze his bank yeah. like that. He was able to pull one and a half million dollars out of a bank <laughs> in like Guatemala or something. I forget. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that fits the whole everybody's out to get me type thing because they have the ability to control that. But he's still alive. He is still alive. Like you mentioned, you know, bath salts will have you thinking, yeah. you know, pretty paranoid thinking people are on your tail nonstop. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't help. Would expedite mm-hmm. the uh, paranoia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I smoked spice there for a couple weeks. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. I don't know if that's bath salts or Is that something. your path if you would have continued? Creating the antivirus thing becoming no a, if you would have continued uh, along the, the with the spice would you end up like john mackie on a boat with 15 people and 30 guns well i don't know if i have enough money to be able to do everything he's doing he's getting out of jail everywhere oh yeah he was awesome quickly awesome i mean like you know in the movie of life yeah, yeah the fact that that exists yeah. is he's a real human wild yeah. character yeah it's awesome that he is committed to the bit yeah. completely he's committed to the gimmick completely until his and if it, if that movie is anything like what he's actually like every day, he's gonna let the world know he's still alive at some point. I mean, that's gonna happen. That's why if if he is somehow alive, we're gonna know. There's no way he can just be quiet. Well, he could do the Epstein round, just change his face if he has that much money. Well, he is a master of disguise. Ooh. Yeah, just be a completely different. <laughs> yeah, he person. got a wig one time. Not one time. He's a master of disguise. That is something. John McAfee claims to be the stroke thing. That was like what? Yeah, he had a cane and he was having a stroke. That was his. Uh, that was his character one. Yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> sounds Fake like art. He could be anywhere at this point. Yeah, because if you think about that Spain jail that he was caught in, and then he was going to get extradited back to America for tax and very fraud and all that shit, he could easily just say, "Hey, ten million dollars to you." Yeah, 
Uh, I'm dead, right? Yeah, fake my dad. Let me the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But he was filming a documentary while in jail. Like he's in his cell, and they his guy is there filming him. I'm like, I don't know many prisons where they let you do this. That was in Guatemala, I think. Right, somewhere. Yeah, I think that was in Guatemala. Actual shots, posing for pictures in his jail cell. Yeah, smoking cigs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the jail. I'm so yeah. Yeah. Spain isn't like a third world country, though. No. no. So normally in those smaller third world countries, I tend to believe that you could certainly mm-hmm. offer up a shit ton yeah. of money that is like movie-like money, and they could say you're dead or whatever. Avicii. For instance. Exactly. But <laughs> in Spain, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I don't know. They left a cliffhanger at the end, though, you know? He's too much. He's too into himself, though, to be out there and not be loud somehow well another john mcafee thing would be since he was so loud about how i didn't commit suicide if they say i committed suicide i didn't commit suicide then him committing suicide would be gotcha yeah yeah just would, kidding would be he a got full, the last laugh yeah would be a full he was he's Does an his wife get any money a janice the gal that was working as a you know professional lady i don't know janice i think her name was i don't know He'd ride or die man yeah she was with him can you imagine being on a boat? When they were on that boat, I don't know how long, wherever you were, with how many people there, and the drugs, and the gun, like the dogs. How did that filmmaker Some guy dogs. stay on there? Three dogs, right? Wasn't it three I don't dogs? Know how many dogs, man? Give those away to somebody. Well, somebody will kill them. For That's, them. Yeah, you need it's kind of how it all started. The dogs are actually, oh, yeah. they're kind of like the, the dogs are kind of like the horse in the Trojan War. It's mm. what started the whole thing. Oh. Kind of, right? Yeah. On the beach. Greg Falls, rest in peace. They didn't talk about any of the... He's still parrot. Still unsolved murder. Any of the dumps or whatever, though. What's that? Through the Did he have final edit? All right. This is all the boys brought up, too, when we were trying to talk about it earlier. There was, not, there was no... You brought it up earlier. Well, yeah, but there was no... Call back. There was no Cleveland steamer. Give us what we want to see. Right. I know. I'm wondering if he didn't want that out there. Show us the hammers. Let's go to the phones. Show us the hammers. Let's go to Connor in Michigan. What's going on, Connor? On the Five Energy phone line, go to fiveenergy.com. Use promo code MACFI to receive 10% off your order of fantastic Five Energy products. They got a lot of different flavors. Go ahead and give them a go. What Hell do you want yeah. to talk about, Connor? Hey, this is uh, Connor from Michigan. Longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Love the show, Pat. Oh, man, we appreciate you, Connor from Michigan. What do you want to talk about, pal? Hey, let me just set the stage real quick. Uh, it's Saturday at. What? I said, great. I can't wait. You're, you're going to be okay. Bob Ross painting this fucking yeah. picture, Connor. There you go. Okay, check it out. Saturday afternoon, I whip out the Macintosh, start watching some college football. Jacksonville State, Boom. they're down 7-17. to 17. I pull out the FanDuel app, and I put $1,000 plus 400 on Jacksonville State. Bummer. The game gets rained out. And uh, FanDuel doesn't pay me my money. Whoa. I thought they did. They did not pay out uh, live bets. What? Mm-hmm. Isn't hey, that crazy? Yeah, Connor, that'll change within the next 24 hours. I appreciate you letting me know that. How's that happen? Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. And I said the same thing about the parlays. Yeah, I sent a text last night to the FanDuel folks. Let me let me read the exact words that to the tweet that's sent out there. Um. They're, they're still hurting from yesterday. Hey, you got to pay that Jacksonville State victory. That's all I sent. Why didn't they pay? Because it got rained out. With how much time left? One quarter. They're okay. up 25. I think that's enough for them to document a win. I don't think they're calling that a forfeit. 
No way. No. And they were they were pretty big dogs. Yeah, it says Jacksonville State. It, Rich Rod's getting pub everywhere on how good he's doing, how they got the big win. Did anybody talk about how fucking pissed off he was in the third quarter when they were up 25 over the number 10 team? He is awesome. He is awesome. Hey, he hasn't lost his hard edge. His piss is still hot. These motherfuckers ain't patting me on the back and telling me it's raining. I mean, this fucking guy is ready to go. I put out this tweet, and I got guys from Michigan that played for teams that he coached, guys from Arizona uh, from teams that he coached, Ole Miss teams that he coached, all just with a Rich Rod quote right underneath it. When I'm like, yeah, this guy is still the same guy. They're going to win. This Jacksonville State team's going to win. And Fandle needs to pay people. Yeah, come on. Do the right thing. That almost never happens. What, yeah, when would it be considered an, uh, an official game? I mean, there's only three three minutes left there. Like that's what you no know. idea. No. They clearly won the game. Yeah, it's like seventy percent of the game has already been played. Yeah. Hold on, live parlay, all that shit. All so right. you had to make the bet before the game started to get paid. Well, they originally they didn't even pay those folks. Allegedly, yeah. I, I don't know why. Remember, there is different departments here. There is. The regulators are a part of a massive part of the gaming side of it. Then there's obviously risk and trading department. Then there's the score people. So it is a lot of moving parts over there. So I would assume that a lot of people in there assumed they were going to pay the Jackson State winners. Then somebody in the department that probably controls it was like, no, we don't have to, whatever. So now there is probably a meeting in the minds happening over there. Man, that's got to happen so often for them. I don't think so. This one feels like a fucking no-brainer. Honestly. Really? I don't know. I mean, the, every the other amount book of money paid. shifting, though. Every other book paid. Okay. Yeah, this is a layup. Yeah, this one mm-hmm. is a no-brainer. It's not a one-score didn't, game. Yeah, yeah, it didn't get canceled halftime when yeah. it was tied or a one-score game. They were beating the shit out of them. Yeah. And I understand they're trying to beat us, just like we're trying to beat them, but this one is like a... Come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah you okay. gotta, let's not start the year like this. Especially because it was an underdog, too. And they're over my shoulder, but as you can hear with me speaking right now, like I'm pretty wide open. They do not control what we talk about. We are just trying to take all their money. Mm-hmm. But this should definitely be something that gets overturned. Absolutely. You know, if it's, uh, if it's a bad beat, that happens. Some people are like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. We should do it. It's like, nah, it's football. Yeah, like, that's different. Yeah. Like, that, that, that happens, you know. And we, I think like, we're pretty civil on and all. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think we are pretty – we don't, like, push them too often. This one seems to be uh, – mm-hmm. hey, come on. Come on. Let's come on. Let's not start the season this way. Come on. Can't have it. Won't have it. We weren't able to put a boost on an over for a preseason game. Yeah. Could be because they got taken. Now they got this. Yeah. <laughs> What's million, going on? Bad start. for a million dollars on NASCAR. That's what you got. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. I am so pumped about this. Somebody bet like $13.40 some cents, 49 cents, and won $999 million on a NASCAR race on a parlay away from FanDuel Sportsbook. This is fantastic. Tone Diggs, is this the biggest NASCAR hit in the history of NASCAR hits? And I heard the reason why this hit is because it was a clusterfuck on the track this past weekend. <laughs> This hit is once in a lifetime. I don't. This is. I mean, first off, you got the Nurtech OTT number fifty-one Ford car, Cody Ware, fucking top ten. That was what plus two thousand odds. And then you got the fucking NASCAR Rivals. That's a video game that's coming out. That's a number seventy-eight Ford driven by BJ McCloyd. Okay, that's another fucking top ten. Then you got the Fox Nation plus two thousand again. Yeah. Then you got the Fox Nation number seventy-seven driven by Landon Castle. There's a top ten in there. Fucking also long odds on that one plus fifteen hundred. You kidding me? And then the, obviously the select lines number fifteen Ford by, driven by David Reagan. Uh, that was the shortest of all the odds, but he came in.
in the top 10 as well. And that is just an absolute melee of bets that you get for $13 and win a million. What a day. Yeah. What a dream. It's a life changer there, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Plus 950 is a huge odds bet sure. to hit. Yeah. Okay, that's huge. Plus, How you, does this happen? You Because I guess there was a bunch of accidents. There was a, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess going into this, there was a a racing podcast that actually said, like, hey, there's going to be a lot of crashes at the top of this thing. It's the way it goes. Not a bad little flyer to take on these guys who are going to have good cars. They did that. Multiple plus 2,000s in one parlay is going to boost the odds to something absurd. You add in a plus 1,500 and a plus 950, what a fucking hit. $13.49. To win nine hundred and ninety nine thousand and something. Jesus. What? As he's watching this race, whoever hit this or she, sorry about that, little sexist. While they're watching this race and they're seeing cars just get taken out, and they're the only, their top ten are the last ten cars available. Are you? You're doing a full. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I are did it. Kidding? I hit for what? Twenty thousand or what was that one? Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. I was fucking losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a five hundred dollar bet. I couldn't imagine thirteen dollars and forty nine cents turning into a goddamn million bucks. Now the IRS will say, "How do you do? Congratulations, right. we won as well." Mm-hmm. But what a life changer! And that's what it's all about: responsible gambling. It's a scratch off. You have a feeling, you have an inkling, and you're able to change it into a big fucking payday that will have to be paid, as opposed to in the past. When sports books were not legalized and it wasn't regulated, you hit like this, the offshore account that you're betting with, you ain't never hearing from again. Uh-uh. Ever. They, they, sorry about yeah. it. Sorry, see you later. We, we have no idea who you are, what you are. FanDuel is going to pay that. These dudes are getting it, uh-huh. or women, sorry about that, getting this money, and now they're going to be chasing this for the rest of their gambling money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This you... guy may never win a bet again. Or lady. Yeah. Or lady. Yeah, it's a free bet, too. <laughs> free bets. Not, they didn't yeah. even deposit that money on the don't, top. You see it's from yeah, FanDuel. Don't waste a free bet on, like, one game. Yes. You fucking take a shot on those free bets. And uh, said human did. Yes. Congratulations. Way, way to go. Big shout out to BJ McClaw, Cody Ware, Landon, and David fucking pulling through. Huge. Should have known, too, because fucking Marty and McGee were talking about the, the NASCAR race this weekend. And <laughs> I didn't do it. They I assumed it was McGee that won this bet. Could Did be. that come out? It that was be. Marty. Not yet. No. Marty was at game day. I don't know if he was yeah. focused enough. Uh, he was trying to save it. Marty brought the energy. He yeah, did. Always, always does. Let's go to the folks. Marty always brings the juice. Goddamn right. Yep. I watched him stand on the incline of a, a NASCAR track, I don't know how many years ago, and do one of the greatest like opens where they, they opened up the shot with him standing on the track, and he went crazy for like two and a half minutes. I love those ones where the camera is very far away, and then it comes all yeah. the way in as the promo's being cut, because that's one taker, that's a lot of fill time, mm-hmm. and then as it gets close, you got to have your main shit. I assume that's what you're talking about with Marty. Marty did one of those. Absolutely. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it when he knew, like, hey, this is only one time with this guy. He had those J's on. Oh, yeah. His fucking hair looked perfect. Well Best. manicured beard. Is it almost Mario McGee season? Oh, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is. Let's oh, yeah. go. Always is. All right, let's go to Steven in Sacramento. What's going on, Steven, on the 5 Energy phone line? Go to 5energy.com. Use promo code MACV to receive 10% off your order of 5 Hour Energy. It will get delivered to your house, and the energy will be magnificent. What do you got going on, Steven, in Sacramento? AJ and the boys, how you doing? Hey, great. How are you? That almost went through. Doing well, doing well. AJ, oh wait. Oh, buddy. 
There we go. There we go. Hey, I've got uh, two oh, quick things. One about Hold on. G, hold on. Uh, Steven. St- Steven. Steven, hold on. Sorry. You got inside source. We need to get to that. Kid named Ryan came to this Poochella from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Had Ohio State wrestling on oh, as yeah. a shirt. He was with his lady. Great dude. Good conversation. Cauliflower Loved amateur wrestling. He said we need to talk to Jordan Burroughs, who I yeah. guess is an absolute dog. He's going for his sixth world championship coming up. Mm-hmm. Greatest amateur wrestler of all time, he's saying. Whoa. Whoa. It's awesome. Yeah, you, Jordan Burroughs is unbelievable. He win the gold already. Greatest too. wrestler of all time. Yeah, yeah, amateur. Five straight world champions, I guess, championships. Going for six here in a couple weeks. Ryan, this guy from Ohio State, or from Ohio, he said, you guys need to talk to Jordan Burroughs. Nobody's talked to him. He is the greatest amateur wrestler of all time. He's no Dan neck. Gable. Are you talking about Kurt Angle? I'm talking about Dan Gable. I thought you were talking about Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's great. Dan Gable fucking won two Olympic gold medals and didn't didn't you know didn't get a point scored on him in either one of them. No offense to either Dan Gable or Kurt Angle who would be making an appearance on Raw tonight in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Good tie in. I think Jordan Burrow is the guy. I think he is like the guy. I guess those two guys couldn't hold his singlet. Whoa. Yeah, not true. Maybe Cal uh, Cal Sanderson too. There's another one for you. 159. No, Cal yeah. Sanderson. Boom. What's Jordan Burrows? We can yeah, look kid. it up. B u r r o u g h s. I guess he is the guy. And they were Ohio State wrestling guy. I gave him OH. He gave me IO because he's a fucking real Buckeye. Of course. He's a real Buckeye. What? He's 128-20. Yep. Conversation over. (laughs) I'm sure this guy's great. He ain't the fucking best ever. (laughs) All right. Anyway, sorry about that, Steven. OH. IO, baby. All right. Inside sources. Let's get back to it. James. I'm getting Jordan Burroughs on All right, before Sounds I get good. to the Jimmy G thing, I'm going to say, <laughs> before I get to the Jimmy G thing, I just want to say I appreciate you guys. This is the best show of all time. Don't oh. self-handicap. Say, no, it's not. This is the best show of all time. I love you guys. We're not self-handicap. But We're telling the one truth. One of the guys that I play golf with. Fuck off. Hey, hey. Hey, Steven. <laughs> but uh, one of the guys I play golf with, he's really good buddies and went to high school and college with one of the Niners lawyers. Here we go. That keeps everything hush-hush. Maybe you and AJ know a little bit more about those types of lawyers out there. But um, from my understanding, what, what that? Jimmy what? G might almost be as bad as Deshaun Watson behind the scenes. Oh, oh Jesus oh, Steve. That's an Ohio guy. You heard it came in. OH. Oh, no. Let me drop some toxicity real quick. What's that all about? What is that all about? Can't have it, Steven. I got a guy I golf with. He's friends with a guy that knows stuff. He's a lawyer. He says these terrible things about somebody that's damn near slanderous. What's his problem? Why is Ohio got to be like that all the I time? Believe. I don't think he represents all of Ohio, whoever this gentleman was. But what is he trying to say? Like, what? Is, come on. I don't know. Let's go to I mean, Patrick in South Carolina. That's how rumors start. Pretty serious allegations. Yeah, you know what he's trying serious. to say. Yeah. Very yeah. serious. Patrick, what's going on in South Kakalaka, pal? Pat, AJ, boys, how you doing? Hey, keep it moving. So I was uh, born and raised in Tampa, Florida. Go boat. Go boat. Talk a little Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been hearing and seeing some sniping from the sidelines, people giving Tom shit. And I think I can speak for the entire fan base when I say we don't give a single fuck. Tom will be ready to go. Okay. Week one, our franchise stunk before Tom came to us. Hell yeah. If he was out there on an ayahuasca trip, he could have been motorboating around with John McAfee. And we know that he was running game reps in his mind. And week one, he's going to be ready to go. All right, Patrick, we appreciate you. That reminds me of something. We have some uh, Quan Alexander. Uh, he was with the Bucks way before they they got good. He was mm-hmm. with. Remember the Bucks not too long ago, Wasteland. Yeah, like actual twenty years. Yeah. It's really hot. It's really humid. 
Our team has a history that we can talk about, but we suck. Tom Brady shows up. Everything changes immediately. Yeah. Cranes everywhere. The bolts are good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Life-changing. Quan Alexander, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, now he's with the Jets, was also with the Saints, I believe, and the Niners. <laughs> Scraping over top. Did you see that, AJ? Does that get your dick hard, AJ, when a guy does <laughs> head-on ball, blow-up guy, preseason reps, how you doing, keep it moving to the football? Yeah, this thing obviously made its rounds on the internet. Yeah, this is amazing. He doesn't have to wrap. Uh, it's Get amazing when it, it times up like this where your head goes directly on the ball and you don't even have to wrap. It's such a physical tackle. And just how the running back, too, was flailing around after it was made. It yeah, the guy, the guy obviously is oh, – it's like whenever – oh, he's rolling on the ground. That's whenever you get off like a water slide and you feel like you're in a water slide mm-hmm. for the next like two days. Yeah. That's what yeah. this guy's going to experience having to run through a hole and seeing Quan Alexander on the other side. Great play. But we started talking about Quan. Went to LSU. He was with the Saints, I think, last. He was with the Saints. Yeah. He yep. ends up with the Jets now. He played for the Bucks back when the Bucks absolutely stunk. And it's kind of like – Oh, what an absolute shot there. It's amazing how much the Bucks have changed, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole... Yeah, you think? Listen to this guy call from South Carolina. We don't care what Tom's doing. We yeah. don't care what anybody's saying outside. They are living a much different life than they just were a few years ago. Bucks fans will forever hail old Tom Brady as their hero, I think, until the end of time. And they should, just like Patriots fans should, but they fucking refuse to do so, well. AJ. Well, think about it. Think if you're a Bucks fan and you've been coming to, like, say you're a fan, you've been coming to practice for the last 10, 15 years during training camp. Then all of a sudden Tom comes to town. How different is that place now when Tom is there? Like, just a different feel. There's a billion people there. It's a national story every single day. Like, it's a – they better enjoy the time they have with Tom. I mean, but you never know. Tom could Absolutely. play 10 more years. Uh, he might. The way he looked on Saturday in that preseason game, not a lot of moving, just walking casually almost. The most running he did was before the game where he – you know, it does the whole, <laughs> let's fucking go. He's just so in control of everything going on. Just so methodical, knowing exactly what he wants to do. My first Imagine time, how much confidence, though. Imagine how much confidence the rest of the team and the coaching staff has because they have that dude out there that they're like, oh, okay, we're down 21. Could, no problem. We got Tom. Like, we're good. And you see Tom's demeanor and how competitive he is. It's just such a huge thing for the rest of that team. That's why I assumed everybody would want Tom Brady on their team except for like four teams. But I was told I was wrong at the time. I wasn't. Everybody fucking was trying to be in, just like I thought. Yeah. What were you going to say? Tom? I was just gonna, like, you. the people talked about like the demise of his arm strength, too. And we were talking about this before the show. Like, the ball fucking explodes Wait. out of his hand. He, yes. he has an absolute cannon. And still. he's throwing hard. Yeah. Hard. His whole body is, and he, he's got like a three quarter almost. He's throwing hard. Hard well, yeah. every single time. I mean, that's like that ball from the fifty. A I think lot it's of third aggression play. in his personal life on the field with throwing the ball. Yeah, he ain't playing until sixty. He's got way too much going on. I'm forty-five, man. There's a lot of shit going on. What did that I mean? I like that. What'd you say, AJ? I like that. I like that he was honest and it was a relatable situation. I feel like. I think so. He looked pissed. He looked. Everybody said he looked yeah. super thin. This is the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, what a ball. On the rope. Yeah. People oh, don't know how hard that timing. is. Is that over Kenny Moore's head, too? Kenny Moore, hell of a fucking player. So it's from the 49, that ball's coming out. Caught it to 23. So that's 26 yards. Yeah. Kenny Moore also got burned on that fourth down. 
No, we don't know. Do you know the coverage report? Burned. You know, I mean, you can't say it, it was on the last. It was the last play right before that. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're, 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 it was only the man. Whatever. It was a ten yard game, wasn't it? I didn't see it. I mean, I didn't see it. They bend but don't break. By the way, only kicked a field goal. Don't worry about the Colts defense. Shaquille, it matters. Keep him out of the end zone, man. They can get as many yards as they want. Just make them kick field goals. Shaquille Leonard looked like he was walking comfortably. Yeah. At the game, saw him. A lot of people love Shaq. Mm-hmm. People next okay. to us. And the suite next to us were wearing his jersey, calling him Darius. I almost wanted to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. don't be fucking disrespectful. His goddamn name's Shaq, bro. When's he back? Yeah, I don't know. Because the reports that when he is back, he's probably not going to be 100%. That's just what the reports are. Nobody's yeah. 100%, dude. Nobody's 100%. Frank said, Frank said he's doing everything he possibly can to be back on time. Let's go to uh, Bobby in Jersey. Bobby, what's going on, pal? Hey, boys. How we doing? Keep it moving. Hey, just want a quick shout out. Uh, I'm a serious, serious listener, and Pat, no one paints the better picture in my head, and no one hits the hard ass like you, pal. Oh, thanks, Bob. I miss two to three of them a day, but I appreciate those type <laughs> of kind words, Bobby. I appreciate you. Hey, but you, I do got to point out, you boys look great on YouTube, so I do appreciate seeing you guys. But uh, back Whoa! to the I want to talk about the Jets. This team went three and zero in the preseason. This team might never lose a game again. How about this idea? When the fourth quarter hits, we play a little Timmy trumpet, bring out Stravinsky, yes. and uh, let that man close out the games like he always does. Just- I love that, Bobby. It's actually awesome. I do. Yeah. The Jets. I don't know how they're going to be this year. They suck. Well, as long as they don't. I mean, look, the Patriots could easily not be good, but we're talking about the Dolphins, Bills, and Patriots, and then the Jets. Like, do we think the Jets are going to take a step out of nowhere? Joe Flacco had an alarming pick, and you would assume that wouldn't come from a vet of his stature, the type of play that he made. But everybody's saying Footsteps is playing well in camp. Yeah, that's right. The best camp of his life. Exactly. He's a starter in this league. Yeah. If Timmy Trumpet comes out in the fourth quarter, they're going to win every game. That's the only way. Just like when Ed win, 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 no matter what. Diaz comes out, they mm-hmm. win every game. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't look at me. Well, did you? <laughs> Timmy Trumpet's fucking hitting the field tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Timmy Trumpet's hitting City Field tomorrow. He's throwing out the opening pitch, and then whenever it comes time for Edwin Diaz to come ice the game, Timmy Trumpet's coming behind him. <laughs> He's doing the whole thing. Well, they that's just, happening tomorrow night. That's just better hopes they're in a position to you know give Edwin Diaz that opportunity because you know last couple. Yeah, there's games. no guarantee. That's right. Yeah, you hear about the Yankees closer? What happened? Why don't you tell him, Todd? Well, he's not the closer anymore, but, what? yeah, I rolled his Chapman. He had to go on the 15-day uh, DL. He got an infection from uh, getting a tattoo. So, you know, I mean. See, oh, that's why Edwin Diaz is the guy uh-huh. now. He's not getting any tattoos. He's only throwing the ball hard. Where was the tattoo at? Right on his hand because the guy doesn't care about baseball? His whole body. Well, yeah, you could say that. His whole body is tatted. If you look at his Instagram stories, he's got a beautiful penthouse in New York City, and all he's doing is just lifting weights in his living room with the fucking <laughs> really? skyline in the background oh yeah look at Aroldis Chapman's Instagram just him just he's awesome huh well I mean I'd love it if he could fucking you know throw strikes yeah he's kind of I think he's kind of a piece of shit human but he crushes weights in his beautiful New York City apartment Timmy Trumpet Timmy Trump what's that he throws like Edwin Diaz gas yeah he throws very hard yeah oh so he's trying to be he's like an Edwin Diaz knockoff it sounds like no 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 he's been doing it longer he's been doing it longer he can't throw strikes though so you know yeah I'd love to have Edwin (laughs) Diaz compared to fucking Aroldis Chapman Timmy Trumpet has followed me on Twitter let's go Oh, Timmy. That's big news. Huge. First Drake? 
And now Timmy? Well, that's Instagram. I don't know if Champagne Poppy's still following me. He's got a new sweet new haircut, though. He does have a sweet new haircut with his glasses. Mm-hmm. He is straight out of, like, the 90s right Drake? now. Drake? Yeah, Driz. Oh, I don't know if I've seen it. Champagne Poppy's taking quite a uh, an evolution. He might be the greatest roulette player of all time. Yes. 11. Honestly, I've never seen somebody win so many big hands in roulette than I have with old Champagne Poppy. But, yeah, he's got a little hair out, mm-hmm. some big glasses. He's dressed hilarious and awesome. He's drizzy, though. That's what he does. I don't know if he still follows me on there. I sent one DM. It never got looked at or seen or was fun. Next time, maybe. Yeah. Timmy Trumpet, though, is back in the game. I'm. Hey, Timmy, I appreciate you, bub. Love I want to let you know. Um, Freaks, I think is the name of the song. What was the name of the song? I listened That's to it before every game my last year there. We can't play it. We'll definitely get a strike, but. Thank you, Timmy. You got me through a lot of hard times with your fucking trumpet, pal. A kid with the stove. You've seen them do it too. What's that? The kid doing it with the stove. Yeah, that yeah. was how I got introduced to it. Yes. The child with the stove. Bom, bom, bom. Yeah. That whole thing with uh-huh. the dad in the back yep. was how I got introduced to Timmy Trumpet. Now I see him at Tomorrowland. Oh, he's yoked up. Yeah. Timmy Trumpet is yoked up and he's throwing the opening pitch for the Mets tomorrow night. And we'll intro, intro Edwin Diaz with his trumpet in the only way that he can. Now back to the Yankees closer. This is him working out in his penthouse. Hilarious. Yes. Yes. Beast. I mean, pretty high up there, huh? Yeah. Try to get a couple. Of, he's got. He's got a couple good ones with dumbbells where he's just he big resistance bands guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got bands on two twenty five. No, that's just one one thirty five, right? I like it. Is that what we're doing at the Hawkeyes? Band, you can do bands. And this guy, what are those shoes he's wearing? This guy can't throw strikes. Uh, as of this year, the last couple months, he's been very piss poor. But Who's he throws for? gas. He was the best in the game. He's a yeah, he media was. guy or girl. I, I didn't know, because quarterbacks normally don't lift arms much. And right? pitchers usually Chest. lift legs heavy. Yeah. His, yeah. Well, as you can see, his uh, his thighs are pretty big, too. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah, but normally people that shoot and throw try to keep as much pliability mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. I like that he said, nah, I'm going to be as strong as I fucking can to throw this absolute gas. Yeah. Can't throw a strike, though. No, but he can throw hard as shit. That's good. Love that. Just know that if I'm ever stepping in batter's box with him, I'm not swinging. I'm standing there. Well, he's, he's he'll probably gonna, he'll probably walk you on four straight pitches, so he I'm wouldn't saying. have to worry about it. That's my strategy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to earn it. I'm probably going in like yes, too. Yep, like grabbing like boozers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm coming in there real low. What's up, dude? Guardians guy did that. <laughs> yeah, I'm stepping out. Then he just throws one right <laughs> off your temple. I'm on first base. Thanks. No, you're dead. No. No, I'm fucking probably <laughs> headbutting into it. Yeah. Now that I think about it. This is not legal, right? You can't do this? No. I thought someone did it for the Guardians. Uh, Bagwell would took a pretty low stance. Yeah, what do you mean? The ump's supposed to base the uh, strike zone off of your actual. So, like, whether you stand up or sit down. Or oh, whatever. it doesn't matter. It's supposed to. It just happened because some kid in the Little League World Series was doing it. Well, that's well, different. That just no, take no, a really wide someone in the majors did it. and get low. No, no. I think the way up. No, I've never had to take. I've never gotten the opportunity to play in an actual baseball game and bat from the proper side of the plate. Sure. True. So I feel like I'm at a disadvantage. But I think I'm Michiro on that thing. I'm opening this leg, and I'm just slapping the ball around, and I'm on first yeah. base before the ball is even through the infield. Sure. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. Just Where, that easy. What position am I playing in field? Catcher, I guess? Whatever you want. Right field. <laughs> you do not Ichiro. want to play catcher. Catcher. <laughs> first the, base. Give me the knee savers. Give me the knee savers. It's be know? a DH. Isn't it in both leagues now? Yeah. yeah. I'm probably playing right field, dude. 
Because I got to throw a guy out, you know, like yeah. I did in a wash of wild things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big crow hop, and then you throw it so hard that you flip. You know, when you oh, have you ever yeah. seen that when Have guys to. throw it that hard, yeah. and they roll over. I do that every single time. The issue is when that thing slips and goes out of the ballpark. Mm -hmm. You know, when you or if you release it late and it goes ten feet in front of you and hits the ground. I think I did that actually. Did I do that in the wild uh, things? I don't think I so. You had, you had some pretty good. You hit the cutoff, man. I had a pop down. Yeah. People talk about my pop down being like Jason Kendall's. <laughs> it's crazy. Jason Kendall. What? Nothing. I mean, he, he gets brought up. I hope he knows how much love he, he gets on this show. He, does. Uh, he deserves more love. Mm -hmm. I agree. The Pittsburgh Pirates fucking stink. I would like to let all the Pittsburgh Pirates marks out there that attacked me whenever we put out the sell the team mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. be like, believe the process, da-da-da. They fucking suck, dude. All right? The guy sold seven springs. It's gotten better. Let's assume he sells the pingas. <laughs> we want this guy out of the city. Enough with the bullshit. Okay? Enough with the shit. Let's get an actual winner in Pittsburgh. And if not, let some other city have an MLB team. There you go. Oh, on you, Mark Cuban. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. There's no baseball in Pittsburgh? I'd rather... Uh, I'm speaking... Is there baseball now? Exactly. I mean, I'm speaking out of pocket here, I guess, because I'm not a baseball fan at all. Like uh, Pirates games, good time. Wouldn't it be better if there was just like a minor league team like the fucking Savannah Bananas in Pittsburgh? Oh, that'd be sick. Just yeah. the Yenzers just out there, you know, a big party. Use the PNC Park still. But. No, it's huge, though, because like other teams will come in and they go to the Roberto Clemente Museum. So like, you know, and then they beat the shit out of the Pirates. So it's kind of a fun weekend for a lot of teams in the, in the majors. See, we don't need ours to be a vacation trip. Even though Pittsburgh is a great vacation destination, we don't need that in the middle of an MLB season where other teams are like, oh, why don't we go to Pittsburgh? It's a beautiful ballpark. They got good nightlife. We get to learn a little bit about the history of the game. And we win by 20-some runs every fucking time. We don't need that. Not That's a bad all game. Pittsburgh should be known for. No, we just need to be saved. Like, what if we would have said that about the Penguins and they would have been the Kansas City Penguins right now like they were supposed to be, but Mario saved them. They won. They won after Mario saved them. They won, though. Just in their history, they won. Mario tried to say the Pirates, too. That Stooge Nutting said no. Yeah, well. I'm not worried about the hockey thing. Maybe Barry Bonds could be the manager. That'd be Bring awesome. some juice back. I'm with it. Oh. Okay, easy with the word juice. More ways Jim than one, I meant energy. Bring anyone back. <laughs> Jimmy Julian comes back. Yeah, bring Jim. That's your guy. How much does Pirates sell for, you think, you sell him? Probably like $3 billion, $2 billion. What? <sighs> Got to be like $1.2 or something. I think it Is it a billion? I think it would be worth a bill. Oh, yeah. I think it'd definitely be a billion, right? Cause just I mean, the Yankees are worth like 10 billion, but Dodgers are up there, too. Mm -hmm. A little different than the Pirates. But no, I think yeah, the Pirates no, would go for over 2 billion. Yeah. Whew. That's a lot of money. Forbes says uh, 1.3. No, there you go. You have to sell that for future earnings, too. So mm -hmm. probably 1.5, 1.75. Scumbag only paid ninety-two million for him, so oh, good for him. What a good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. good for him. What year? Uh, Ninety-six. And they have not been good since. Man. And he's just raking in money. Yeah. One point three. What's that shirt you're wearing? Uh, sell the team. <laughs> that guy fucking sucks. <laughs> Buffoon. He's a great businessman, though. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. One of the greatest businessmen of all time. All right, let's get out of here. It's been four hours. Not a bad Monday. Hammer. Done. We'll be uh, at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer. Done. They'll be giving out gambling advice. AJ, great show today by you. Hey, great show by you guys as well. All right, good show, everybody. Can't show. Wait for the Big thanks back. to Rappaport. Big thanks to everybody that stopped by during Feel the Beat, the phone calls and everything. We came into this show thinking we had nothing to talk about. Here we are four hours later. YouTube only today. Felt good. Yeah. Felt yeah. great.
Oh, good. We're back tomorrow with a big day tomorrow. Huge. Huge. No it's idea. Tuesday. It's a good day. We'll see you then. Goodbye.